0: So, next time I see Tony B, I need to convince him to buy me $40 of drinks. What the f- is going on down there? T. T. Happy July 2016. It's Sunday, July the 3rd, 2016. We're recording on a Sunday for this even episode because I just got off a red-eye flight earlier this morning and then promptly fell asleep when I got home, woke up about two hours ago, and uh, we're just rolling on through with this. Uh, Hi, Aaron, how you doing? Hi, doing good. Happy... You not you guys so we have Canada Day weekend, which is Friday to Sunday. you guys have Independence Day weekend, which is Saturday through Monday, right? Yeah, that's weird. It's, it's calendar. I know it's just so weird that we have this shared long weekend but it's in like different directions and've I've known about this my entire life, but it still strikes me as weird every time it happens um, also joining us is TJ Omega. how are you doing? Uh,
1: I don't have to stare at an editing window right now, so I'm doing great. Yeah, speaking of that, we
0: were hoping to get you to edit this episode of the podcast. Uh, no. Uh, possibly in time with anime. No, no, absolutely not. Okay. Well, uh, we are here to talk about, oh, hang on. We're here to talk about Transformers. I have an important thing to do. I have a new free crystal in Transformers Earth Wars. So let's see what I got. I'm not addicted to this game. I just play it all the time. Uh, have any of you tried this thing yet? Nope. I got I, I got 800 devices. spark! I have 800 spark! Excellent. Okay. There's an event going on right now where you can get uh, Nightbird or RC. Uh, I've been playing Earth Wars still, and I'm, I've still not put a single penny into it, and I'm seeing how far I can drag that out, and it, it's... it's If you get good luck on a few of those crystals early on, it's actually pretty easy to get something out of that game without paying money for it. You just have to be blindingly lucky. Kind of like at the casino. Like, those are real fun if you just win all the time. Uh, Anyway, if I'm the only one playing Earth Wars, that's about as far as that's going to go. We have stuff to talk about. We have Machinima Combiner Wars to talk about. That prelude video came out. Uh, That me and Seth uh, were talking about last episode, and I I watched it right away, and I came out feeling a little bit worried, but it was confirmed that the style of that prelude video is absolutely not the style of the actual show uh, that will air, because the prelude video was done in a weird semi-motion comic style with 3D models, uh, where the most animated part... Was Optimus Prime with his leg sticking out, spinning 360 degrees, uh, with sound effects, so that he was kicking Megatron. Um Aaron, you just watched the prelude. Yes, just. Uh, how
2: did it strike you? Um sure as a teaser. Mm-hmm. Gives you the whole uh things are a whole lot worse. I thought I'd always see war born of it and just gonna die of it and it's bad. That's a pretty good we're Optimus gonna, Prime we're Now we're going to blow up
0: whole cities.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aaron, are you there? Optimus Prime just came on the line.
2: Yeah, and was no, he's he kind of butted in for the microphone. Oh, you, you just missed him. Darn. Um, but no, I, for a teaser, it's a teaser. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw. I I also saw a whole lot of people when it first hit, making noise, and I thought, hey, just before the show, I should probably watch it, and. You know, granted, I'm also looking at it with that knowledge of, like, hey, no, this is really the teaser, not how the final product's going to be. It, it was does,
0: a, what it do, does what it needs to do. It was a very tense few hours, let me tell you, when yeah. we thought, and I think, justifiably, there was a fear of, like, wait, is this the show? <laughs> right. Because uh, I I did not feel much from that teaser. Um I got to say. But uh TJ, did you check it out?
1: Uh I checked out part of it when we were not aware whether or not that was the actual style of the series or ah, not. Ah, so see,
0: you were in the you were in the days of fear. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I I lived through those days, man. They were not pretty. You were you were in the in the the era of ignorance before we <laughs> we had that cleared up. I think by two different people working on the show on Twitter. Um again rightfully so i would hope that they would be cleared to go like no that's not what the show looks like yes uh, like <laughs>
1: it does what it does as a teaser and that's all well and good i definitely question the idea of going with a motion comic style rather than showing us what it's actually going to look like considering we are going in very blind as to what this series is going to be like we're only now just starting to get like preview pictures after all the time we've been hearing
0: about this yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my concerns are twofold, really, with the delivery. Number one, um, I, okay, we're going to do motion comic, that's cool, but there's there are things in motion comic that make it look worse, and that includes things like a two-frame walk cycle, whereas I think if it was just Optimus floating in front of that backdrop, it would have not come off as so kludgy. Um, certainly, the spin kick probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah, you know
1: you don't put in motion comics? A lot of motion,
0: Yeah, strangely enough. Yeah. Uh, like, if you're limited for motion, then just don't do motion and just have it be pans, have it be layered pans, in my opinion. Um, also, I can't disagree with the notion of if this is supposed to be a teaser, then why does it not even resemble the, the final product? Um, I can't disagree with the notion that perhaps... It would have been stronger to open up with a 30 second super cut of actual footage and then go into these preludes, because I think that this like even though now we know it's not what it looked like, like this first prelude has kind of it's got a stink on it now. It's uh, it's it, it kind of it didn't stick the landing.
1: Yeah, uh, which like, is like, oh, even ahead. if you even if you had just like put like even like a 15 second stinger on the end of it of actual animation, you
0: yeah. still you would have calmed everyone down Mm -hmm. because i get that we do want to have some original pieces put up to explain the state of this continuity when we're stepping into it uh because if you aren't reading the comics this continuity is going to be extremely bewildering um and even if you are reading the comics i'm glad to know uh going by some of the you know one sentence or two sentence explanations of the next few preludes i'm glad to know this take on it you know like that rodimus is part of the 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 what is it, the Triumvirate, or at least part of the ruling circle, etc., uh, etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, So you got to set that stuff up, especially since a lot of the average Joe press about this is just going like, this is the G1 you always wanted. So you got to make sure people go in knowing that also Optimus and Megatron probably aren't in it much at all. Um, but yeah, I, I just felt like the first chunk of it was fine, but by the end, it was very long and a little overstayed for what it was the Optimus Megatron exchange was really uninspiring and 86 movie reverent in a way that people gotta stop being reverent about in new media um, and it's a bummer because uh, I found out and I think he did a good job that uh, John Bailey who has been doing Optimus Prime impersonations on YouTube for ages uh, played Optimus Prime in this uh, as yeah. as a I believe a paid gig because he's now doing the whole voice actor thing and uh, it's it's a shame he wasn't given better stuff to work <laughs> with in my opinion
1: I think that was the happiest that I, that, that teaser made me. Because I've known John when he was doing silly voices for us over Skype. And I know he's always wanted to do Optimus Prime. So to, to, to have the chance to do that in some kind of official media I know was a huge deal for him. So for sure. That, that made me really
0: happy. And I don't want to diminish that for him uh, in my criticisms of you know what is ostensibly one quarter of the teaser for the series. Uh, I think it's just a shame. And I, I, that he was, you know, working with what I would say is some kind of weak stuff. And I'm hoping that, uh, he gets to pop in in the actual animated show, uh, for the, I think, what, like 50 minute runtime it is total. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, that, that final exchange was just like, I don't even get what's happening here. <laughs> this is just a bunch of 86 movie stuff, except I guess Optimus is gonna shoot Megatron. I guess maybe Megatron's dead in this thing or not. I don't know. Uh, That aside, we also got the descriptions for the next three preludes. Uh, Victorion is up next. Uh, She's still a combiner, born from the Enigma, but uh, apparently this will be about her anger with the new state of affairs and her intention uh, to save the galaxy from the chaos created in the aftermath of disbanding the Autobots and Decepticons. So uh, that's a very different motivation for Victorion than in the comic books, uh, which makes me more excited than anything else because... I'm more into a simplified version of the comics for this show because I feel like that could potentially be a real effective little universe to play in. Uh, I don't think this thing could have fathomed being highly accurate to the comics because then you'd have to suddenly introduce the other colonies. And that would have been uh, way too much. That
2: that starts spinning out into – and that's frequently the way it is between, like, comics and anything on – uh, a visual or a, like a video media of, okay, we have these hundreds of comics as backstory. Yeah. Get all of this in the first five minutes so that the movie can show its its own story.
0: Cause like, Caimanus K- K- is still in this, clearly, but it seems like they are gonna keep motivations very Cybertron centric. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe Victorian will just straight up also be all like, and I love relics, and y'all don't like relics, so I hate you. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, Number three is going to be Starscream. Uh, This is going to be a real clincher for me because this show has a a chance to shine and it has a chance to totally drop this ball. Because they're presenting Starscream as no longer the villain we once knew. He's now a member of the Council, along with the Mistress of Flame uh, and Rodimus Prime. And that sounds like a really cool three-member council that pulls in these comic elements without having to also involve hundreds of space bridges and etc. And running all over the galaxy. Although they still might. But... My main worry is th- I do not want this to end up with this this Machinima series saying he's actually still secretly a Decepticon, sowing discontent in the ranks of the council. I want him to be comic book Starscream because this is the c- current comic book Starscream, I think, is one of the best takes on a G1 Starscream in years. Mm-hmm. where he is yeah. he now is in charge and when faced with the notion of letting the decepticons come back faced with the notion of megatron arriving back in the wastelands many many years ago uh i think like a couple of years ago now um before dark cybertron he's always reacted to it with like no this is this is mine i'm in charge i don't want none of you screwing this up so i i like the idea of a star scream who, like, th- that's the essence of a an out-for-himself Starscream. He is in charge. He's not going to suddenly kowtow if Megatron shows up again. He's not going to allow a Decepticon resurgence all over again unless it's entirely under his control, and he can then throw them all under the bus for political gain. Like, that's a, like, the current Starscream in, in the comics is fantastic, and I hope that this series does not mess that up for the sake of some real cheap nostalgia thrill, basically. <laughs> With or without psychological breakdown Bumblebee. So I kind of hope that he's in there. Because <laughs> you could just do a throwaway line of like, oh, he died during the war or That's like
2: the, the Act 3 reveal of this Bumblebee that's been talking to him the whole time we find out that he's not there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I, that. I mean, that Bumblebee is, again, one of my favorite parts of the ongoing story of President Starscream, as I like to call him. Um But yeah, I I have high hopes that a greater audience will be introduced to the President Starscream style of character. I'm I'm just worried that the show might not have the gumption or it might not be able to resist a nostalgia thrill. And and in doing so, screw that up. Uh, The final prelude will be Windblade. Uh, Again, this is a character who needs presentation to the wider audience. Uh, It sounds like they're generally getting a lot of her bullet points right. The only thing that I find confusing is the ending line of uh, she will take matters into her own vengeful hands, uh, which is not really a thing I would attribute to comic book Windblade. Yeah. Um, like, like, her and Victorion in these descriptions both sound very vengeful about the damage done probably to Kamanus specifically, in the Combiner Wars. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that that's mostly just a case of trying to condense them into bullet points, because... I don't think that that Windblade especially would really work as a hyper vengeful character like she certainly should have a chip on her shoulder but I'm saying all this again pie in the sky I haven't written this show and they might do it great it just seems a little a little left field to me but I don't know Aaron how do you feel about
2: yeah that's doesn't seem that it's uh Windblade's character she seems very in the comics at least isn't like vengeful would be about the furthest thing from her character yeah like she's going out of her way she i mean yeah she's been angry but she seems like she's a character that goes out of her way to like okay we're gonna be the better robot or whatever in this situation and you know let's let's try and make everybody work together and everything will work out fine yeah, not like I stubbed. This guy made me stub my toe. I'm gonna end him.
0: But part of the beauty of Till All Are One is this tension between Windblade and Starscream, where they're both playing nice in public, and mm-hmm. they've both basically told each other, like, if you do something, I am going to end you. And then the other one has basically been like, likewise. Yeah,
2: and which and is not not in a fight either. But in for, like, I got info <laughs> for me for Windblade at least in the comics. It seems like she's had the build to that point. Yeah. You know, when we first saw her as the city speaker, she was kind of meek, um, got thrust into a situation she wasn't all that uh, uh, used to, and then has now turned into, like, no, I've had to deal with Starscream enough that, you know, you you kind of become what you fight yeah. a little bit.
0: And also, like, the vengeful thing, it, it also could be a simple factor of there's no room in the series necessarily for Chromia, so maybe they're going to roll a bit of Chromia into Windblade. Um, For the sake of like what I would call like what this whole setting is what I would call like a very efficient vertical cut of the current comic book state on Cybertron. Uh, And I think that's a great idea. Like I'll say again, they should not try to just do the comics in a 50 minute animated piece. That's too much. Uh,
1: It strikes me as something they would do to expedite any any kind of uh, aggression or conflict in the in the storyline. Yeah, just yeah. So we can hurry up and let's get some fights in there, so we'll make her vengeful.
0: And I mean, cool. she's got a cool sword. It's easy to look at her character type and think like, well, surely she would at least get angry and cut something.
2: Right. The other side is since these are going to be like all a bunch of short story things that all become one big thing in the end, right? That's the thing with Go ninety. It's like six yeah, minutes or something of time.
0: Like, I'm just saying it's it's probably like resolute. Was it resolute? Or am I? I mix them up. You know the we one. Always get them wrong. Yeah, you know the one I mean. <laughs> I, I,
2: it yeah. may be something where they're also having to tell stories that can be broken down into those short chunks, because yeah. you could have a bit of carryover from one to the next, so that when it's all put together, it's a cohesive story in and of itself. But if you just drop into episode six in the middle of a conversation, it's going to be confusing.
0: Yeah, like, it's it's probably going to be highly serialized. Like, I, I'm i taking it as it's probably a 50-minute story that has, you know, however many serialized commercial breaks pretty much built into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for that reason, like, I, I think that all the bullet points I'm reading actually sound like a great way to really simplify some of the essence of what you're getting, mostly out of Till All Are One, to be honest, uh, right now, uh, in, into something that's digestible and hopefully introduces the very nostalgic greater audience to some of the more interesting story notions you can find when you you get outside of there just being a war with two sides um and, and you know getting into the aftermath of it getting into I, I really like that they're bringing in the idea of the collateral damage the combiner wars could cause and that it's all it's not the earth collateral collateral damage it's just no the collateral damage to this species uh, and and their various pursuits. Um is this uh next prelude like these preludes are dropping once a week up until uh the series debuts on Go90 and then nobody gets to watch it because it's on Go90 um on August the 2nd. So uh we got a few more of these coming in 2 days we got the Victorian one. Um and I'm curious about some of the voice choices on some of these characters. Uh cuz like Optimus Prime, yes, that's the one you start with cuz everyone knows Optimus Prime. Uh you get a guy who can do an Optimus Prime voice. To do Optimus Prime, I want to know what they're going to do for Victorion and Windblade. I want to know what direction they're going to skew with Starscream. Are they going to try to do Lada? Or are they going to do the somewhat more common thing that you see with, say, a Steve Bloom Starscream? Yeah. Where it's what more YouTuber rafety?
1: are they going to get to voice Victorion?
0: Uh, <laughs> good question. Um, I should have been prepared for that one. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to get um. Good old Daniel Ross in on Starscream. Cause he did Starscream in some of the movie promo stuff way back in 07 and for one of the games. So uh, I don't know, maybe. We'll see who's playing who. All we know right now is who's playing Optimus Prime and who's playing Computron. Do we even know who played Megatron in that prelude? Uh dunno. Like I I I could recognize John's voice. I didn't uh I didn't catch who Megatron was. Yeah, because like I was I was well deceived by John's voice for a good half of the prelude where I was like, oh, it's Peter Cullen doing his thing. okay." Uh, but the Megatron voice made me go like, that's not Megatron. Frank Welker Megatron. That's someone else. Okay, now I got to reevaluate that prime voice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the uh, the preludes are happening um, and we all can enjoy those. And then I'm. I really hate saying this, but I'm hoping that, you know, come August 2nd, there will be some way for anyone who's not in the States to check this thing out. Um, I hope that international distribution can happen sooner than later, because it sounds like they have a plan. Uh, But, you know, this is a thing that happens with, with web distributed shows that are produced by companies. Machinima made a deal, for those who don't know or haven't tuned in before, Machinima made a deal, I believe, last year with Go90, where Go90 gave them a large bag of money. And in return, Machinima said, the next whole bunch of series you make will be exclusive to your platform. Uh, and that's how that happened. Um, mm-hmm. There's a show I enjoy very much, a web series called The Catering Show, uh, which I believe is headed primarily by, by Kate McLennan, very funny uh, comedian in Australia. Um, and it's her and her friend Kate uh, McCartney. Uh, it's a web series. The whole first season of it is available for viewing on YouTube. It was very successful. I think it's one of the best web series ever made for the, the medium myself. And uh, they got to make a second season with a whole lot of money, which uh, because of that was also exclusive to ABC Australia for a good half of the year. It's now exclusive to fullscreen.com in America. Um, and as they have, and you can tell in their, in their comments uh, pages, the people who made that show are trying like mad to actually let the world see the show. So they tried to push it out under YouTube rental until their license allows them to just put it up on YouTube. And then they tried to push it out on YouTube rental for, like, a penny an episode. And they discovered there's a minimum for YouTube rental. So every comment they're getting is like, I don't want to pay three bucks to see an episode. They're like, then don't. Go see it. There's a a free one-month trial on full screen if you want to see it. Or just wait till August and you can see it for free here. We want you to see it for free. This all sucks. <laughs> uh, so, the, you know, they're, they're, the appearance of licensing, of exclusivity in web media, it's not new, but every now and then it surfaces in a louder way than perhaps most people uh, end up hearing of it or don't hear of it as it stays under their radar. At the end of the day, we're this will probably be out um, on, like, iTunes and Blu-ray and DVD, etc., you know, by the fall or, or winter, Um but i hope there's a timely way to watch it that doesn't involve someone ripping it out of go 90 cuz i don't I, I want to support the people working on this and it's always a shame when i literally can't <laughs> um that said anything else about combiner wars or you just uh want to move on to our new picture picks cuz i already i already picked mine i don't know if you saw on the topic list i was yeah. all
2: timely um so because
0: i already picked mine aaron what's your new picture pick
2: um tfcon toronto's sphinx stealth version yes uh
0: the pictures i should i've seen it clarified the pictures they put up are of a custom that was made some time ago except that custom was basically i think it was said that custom was like a prototype for this so it it should still resemble this a whole lot okay um because they they you know they ran a clear sphinx clearly clearly (laughs) uh and they're gonna have a clear sphinx unpainted for raffle at the show
2: Right, there's like going to be one so anybody that buys the sphinx gets a ticket and then they'll have the opportunity to buy more tickets. Mm. Um, I'm trying to find where that was.
0: That's all on the text. front page item. Second uh, paragraph. There's going to be yeah. another 200 tickets New for tickets. 2 bucks a ticket if you just want to try to get a clear one. Right. And who wants to so who wants to be the badass who gets the clear one and then just does
2: this paint job on it? <sighs> <laughs> I was thinking the more interesting thing would be Sphinx, uh, shifting Sphinx, and then cloaked Sphinx.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's why you would want the clear one, right? Right. So you could then have all three standing next to each other and say, "Hey, guess guess who has too much money? I do." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I or think Or just got really stupid cool. lucky. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or I I went and commissioned another clear one because I have double too much money. Uh, Aaron, are you, are you
2: considering this one? I'm thinking about getting it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have, I mean, finances are lining up right with plenty of overtime, uh, going on. So, I, I think I'll get, uh, as long as it's not stupid expensive, uh, have they said what the price is going to be yet?
0: I've been looking. They have not, uh, original Sphinx was what, like 90 bucks? So, I would be ready for a ceiling of one fifty, but it would probably be cheaper unless the hand painting was done on all of them mm-hmm um I would be prepared for one fifty and then be surprised if you actually spend
2: that as as long as it seems like it's within the uh the realm of sanity, I'll go for it
0: yeah i'm I'm very tempted by it like I, I think it's a cool idea and i I like Sphinx as a toy um it's neat seeing the internal mechanisms to the point where it almost makes me kind of bummed out that just a clear one is a lucky draw. Right. Because it's 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 really cool, especially in the hip area, seeing how all that stuff
2: is moving. Right. But yeah, that's that's part of why I, I thought it looked cool and I really like the where it's not just like the paint dies off at the edge, but it has like the energy like that orange white paint levels yeah. on it. If, the, if, uh, if, the, if, if the, the production one ends up looking like that, that will be hot stuff.
0: That was literally what I was about to say. <laughs> like, if they can get that white inner glow on the red outline stuff or the orange outline stuff, that would be amazing on a production level. I'm almost going to say I don't expect the, to see the two-tone orange.
2: Shut up. Stay optimistic.
0: I just don't see Shut how up. it's feasible. Sh- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I really like that he has a clear, t- uh, is it one? no, he's got two semi-clear tires as well, like for the car mode, mm-hmm. uh, I think that looks really neat, uh, it'd be cool actually, since the tires can slide off, it'd be neat if they just threw two more clear ones in, if you just want to go for four clear tires, Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it looks pretty cool, um, TJ, I know you've not messed with this figure, but uh, what do you think of this as a redeco job for a convention?
1: Uh as a convention exclusive this is kind of perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: I I do really like
1: uh they did this once for the movie series where it was like yes, Transcans, something like something
0: like that. And I loved that visual effect. Those were super cool. Like they were I never ended up getting one. I almost there was one of them that I thought was dead solid. It was either Ironhide or Sideswipe. Uh but like I Man, yeah, they they were really badass. There was something about them that was like a half step away from what would have pushed me over the edge. Mm-hmm. But they looked sharp, for especially for mass production pieces. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really did.
1: Like, those were one of those where, like, in the vehicle mode, it was just perfect. The way it just, like, trimmed
0: around. This is paint. This is clear. And it looks so good. Yeah. I think that's what it was, is m- for the most part, their vehicle modes looked excellent. And then one of them almost nailed the robot mode as well, which is what really impressed me. Yeah. Um, that's where this one I'm I'm, I'm kind of digging that it, it helps that he's Mirage, so it's not like his parts really move around that much, mm-hmm. but that they they pulled it off in a way that seems to work for both modes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, it's an extremely
0: cool visual effect. So we're gonna see how much this costs. We'll know within two weeks, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping this is in the the. Feasible realm of of easy convention expenditure to use too many syllables. Um, This will also be exclusive to the Ages 3 and Up booth, so we know uh, where it will be in the dealer room. There will be 500 pieces, individually numbered, limited box, exclusive artwork, etc., etc. DJ, what's your new picture pick?
1: Hmm. Man, there, there is so much just, like,
0: new stock photos of this. Yeah,
2: that a lot of those, I could
0: have sworn we've seen those stock photos before, but that all blurs together Are for these me.
2: also, like, Takara
0: versus Hasbro? Some of them are Takara. I think this is our first look at, like, you know, the Takara Nightbeat head, so that's, and that's Weird
2: something. And too, right?
0: I thought we got pictures of him a while ago. I thought ago. we got pictures of Weirdwolf. That one looked familiar to me. Like, maybe we got lower res pictures,
2: and these okay. are higher res. I might have just been thinking the Hasbro versus... yeah, yeah. Not, but it, it kind of blurs after a while of just like, which which one is this? Wait. And they're also releasing. So my Twitter is full of new photos
0: of them. Mm-hmm. So it's just this giant mush now. All the toys
2: but, now.
1: <laughs> uh, But since it's mostly stuff we've seen, might as well stick. Let's just make it like a third party all kind, right. you know, kind of topic. Um. So. I don't often look at third-party stuff, but then Perfect Effect went and made an optimal
0: Optimus, and yeah,
1: I had a really feeling. Me out.
0: I had a feeling you specifically were going to choose this for your new picture pick. I had a feeling about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> was it was was I giving off a vibe or something? Is it just no? Like... Actually, I, I didn't check Twitter at all. I just I, I went past it on the front page, and I was like. Someone's gonna pick that. And then like for whatever reason, a second later, it's like TJ's gonna pick that. <laughs> hey, TJ never picks third party, but this one If
2: it's any backup, that was my that was my second new pick pick in case uh Mirage got taken.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, TJ, uh what do you think of I mean the great prototype of this guy? I mean, talk about left field. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Like Beast War like third party beast war stuff was like something that I don't even think my mind considered at first. I want to and, say this is the first one. Yeah. And, like, even when my mind churns that around, it still goes to, like, well, there's, like, super popular characters. Like, a Dinobot strikes me as, like, isn't that obvious type thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I should clarify. There was the 3D-printed Dinobot, but this is a produced piece as opposed to a 3D-printed piece. Yeah, which mm-hmm. you just
1: reminded me of something now. I think I have a message I have to send.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I'll tell you during break. Uh, All right. But no, this is, it's such a random choice. And at the same time, there's something about it that makes sense because it's something where the engineering is not too difficult to get right. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those toys where it could have been more show accurate. There's cleaning that could have been done on that old Optimal Optimus. And I would like, love one that doesn't shoot me in the face all the time. That'd be good too. Yeah. would <laughs> be good too. But it's like it's one of those toys where, okay, it's fairly easy to replicate the engineering and there is plenty of room for improvement. Yes, they've got a they've got a really good choice here, especially with, you know, our resurgence of Beast Wars. Like they've got pictures of with the Beast Wars characters and it's it's actually pretty good scale.
0: Yeah, I I think actually it took me a second, but I was like, no, this this actually makes total sense. Uh, Tokyo Toy Show they just reissued in slightly different paint that Rhinox that like those are the Tokyo Toy Show ones I think. Uh, those two and Waspinator in slightly better paint to go with the upcoming masterpiece Optimus Primal who's scaled to them. So doing an optimal Optimus who scaled to that, like now like, that is a uh, that is a a scale for third party companies to focus on that collectors are all looking at basically. And what's the odds of a Masterpiece Optimal Optimus? Not low, to be honest, but probably not any time in the next two or three years. So, the the timing is ripe for something like this. Um, the more I thought about it, I'm just surprised that, some, that they're taking the risk because this is also risky. Uh, anything that's not G1 often is a risk in this marketplace. Um... TJ, are you thinking... Because, uh, I mean, I would ex- expect this guy's price. Their price on these d- deluxe pieces are usually around 150 Would you do that for, for an Optimal Optimus?
1: Hmm. I definitely want to see what it looks like in the other modes before I go and make that kind of commitment. Yeah. But it's one of the rare third-party toys that definitely tempts me in some way.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm real into this robot mode. Um, I, just, I... I just have one big worry, which is perfect effect... It's not like they always do it, but they will often go to a parts forming solution quicker than most. Mm. Yeah. Um. And I, I mean, aesthetically, they build around that to the point where it's not really a fault, unless you just don't like parts forming because they work. They always do it in a way that works for their designs. I just don't like parts forming as much, so I, I'm, I would be way more engaged by a a, a non parts forming solution to mostly. What is it? That's the main thing. It's those the the armor on his forearms.
2: That's yeah. really the main thing. Like, but that was parts forming originally too. So
0: I would be so excited though by a take on this that like has like a full armature to move that stuff around. Um, I don't I just expect Start messing that.
2: with like elbows and stuff though. Oh, no,
0: you just—I mean, hey, you got you got no budget limitations. Go crazy with it. Like, make it a full exoskeleton around the elbow. Uh, that's not perfect effect style though. So I. Uh, that, that's a very minor quibble. The, the main thing about this that kind of bugs me is actually the posability on the hands, because I've become picky about that of late. And in the realm of unofficial toys with posable hands, perfect effect, they've done the most purchased combiner hands, but they're also the most boring because there's no spread to the knuckles. It's just like, um, one plane of movement on every knuckle joint. And then often a somewhat uninspiring thumb. Uh, the thumb on this Optimus looks super boring, uh, and I don't know. Now in 2016, with the number of people who are pushing the envelope on poseable hands in high-budget toys, it makes me give that a bit more of a stink eye, or it, it feels like more could have been done in there. That mm-hmm. um, like it feels like, t- like like in this this picture where he's pointing, like it looks fine. But you can really see, like, that the knuckles are locked in that orientation with the fingers, just, like, sandwiched right up next to each other, no matter what you do. And when I look at that, I feel like I want to see the person working on this want to push themselves slightly farther than that. Like, uh, there was a great solution on the non-F hands where you have fingers that work like that, fully hinged, but then the base hinge on the knuckle connects up with a... uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A perpendicular uh, axis of motion so they can also spread out a little bit, for instance. Um, there are other solutions uh, to that as well, depending on your your construction or your choice, whatever. I just want to see more than a Y-axis series of hinges on, on posable hands now when something is expensive. Um, so this is still in great prototype stage, like things can change. doesn't usually change that much on perfect effect, but... I would really like to see that envelope pushed harder, um, especially because Perfect Effect seem to always be able to line up. Like, we're going to do one big $150 figure every year, kind of. Uh, I-, I want that envelope pushed harder. I- I'm just picky or something. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about this Optimal Optimist?
2: He looks really cool. That, that was another one that I did not at all expect, and it seems like size-wise he lines up similarly. Um To like Rhinox and Cheetor that were already out. And so, if you wanted to have your OG Optimus Primal next to Op Op, that might be a thing that can happen sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah. I I also want to know if they throw in the spare Megatron head just to cover the base for Beast Machines. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that being an easy repaint. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even need to be a repaint, just a a spare head, right? Well, it's a swappable head. The helmet was the same on them. Oh, yeah, you're right. I always forgot it's his face in that
1: head, in, the, in that helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be a swappable. Just like, sp- like one of those
0: spin around heads like the masterpieces used to have. Oh, that'd be so cool. I hope that someone can get word to them of like, yo, there's a super easy accessory you can do to cover beast machines. Because mm-hmm. uh, that, would, that would be a, an excellent little touch on this guy.
1: It's a switch that keeps him from going to beast mode.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like it locks the beast mode too somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Like on the internal structure.
1: Well, like there's like a little like tab behind the head that like primal's chin hits that Megatron's doesn't.
0: That would be so dumb and great. Like like such a such a loving, pointless addition to the whole thing. I would (laughs) love that. Um (laughs) Yeah, they 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 said they're going to reveal more about this at TFCon in two weeks. They said TFCon Chicago on July 15th, so I think they just copy-pasted the wrong thing. But uh, probably Auto-cr- during... Autofill, man. gets you every time. That friggin' autofill. Uh, the, probably during that third-party panel, there will be a whole bunch of pictures and info. And uh, if you're not attending, or even if you are attending and you can't get into the panel room, don't worry. All that stuff goes up literally within the hour afterwards uh, on TFW. So, you know, we will know more in two weeks. I, uh, I should also mention, I am in love with the fact that they got him set up so he can at least look like he's folding his arms, um, I think in the second picture, mm-hmm. um, anytime that the toy is able to pull that off somewhat convincingly, uh, it gets me real excited, especially when it's a robot with huge bulky chunks, uh, all over the place, um, well, yeah, this is a fully uh, unofficial uh, new picture pick because my new picture pick is DNA Designs' first full figure, uh, Suzanu, which is their take on Bludgeon. Uh, very much uh, like like it's referencing both like IDW and the Revenge of the Fallen Bludgeon toy. The size of it makes him uh, have a similar tank mode to Leader Megatron from uh, Combiner Wars. His robot mode stature puts him. Uh, about eye-to-eye, eye, slightly taller than eye-to-eye eye with Masterpiece Starscream. He's a big bludgeon uh, who turns into a big tank. Um, I uh, reviewed recently DNA Design's first release, which was their upgrade set for Combine Wars, Unite Warriors, Mega- or uh, Megatron, Devastator. Uh, that included some posable hands, which... Going off that topic, I thought were extremely well done for 2016. And I I mentioned in the video, I would love to see them take that hand technology into whatever figure they do. Uh, If you look at these pictures of Susanoo, he clearly has poseable hands. Uh, A lot of parts of those hands remind me of what I saw in the engineering on Devastator, which makes me very excited because uh, I would like, to, I'm hoping that these hands work as well as the Devastator hands. Because those hands had a lot of poses, they had some good spread, uh, and they could pull off a convincing fist, which is a huge test for me now for poseable hands. Um, I also just like the style of this figure. Uh, he's he's taking a lot of the tenets of the Revenge of the Fallen uh, bludgeon and cleaning them up immensely. Um, like the treads don't feel like they're kind of sp- splattered all higgledy piggledy now. Um the I like the way that they're wrapping up along the backs of his legs. And uh this is the point of contention for a lot of people. I really like his face sculpt. It looks like it looks like one of those
2: like ah. Yeah Except for that's all he's doing.
0: It well it looks like one of those old just samurai Musha face masks that they'd wear in a battle where they just look like an angry, ugly demon. And uh I just really I don't know, I really like it. I like it. In a in a parallel way to to the way I really like the masterpiece thrust head sculpt, where it just it just looks angry and mean and unpleasant.
2: Yeah, I think if maybe, I I might like that more if there was evidence of like a face behind that. Like that's just like the the samurai lacquer face mask thing mm-hmm. would be kind of neat. I mean that's that's the way I'm but taking it.
0: But with general, that,
2: just with it looking like teeth behind it, it just looks like they caught him like the wrong frame of an image. So he just looks like he's constantly screaming in pain I, I, or I something.
0: Think, I think they caught him in the right frame of an image in my opinion. <laughs> I just really like that face, the angles of it all. Just They really work for me. I went on Twitter because I thought I was the only one who liked it. I got some feedback. I'm not the only one. Whenever I think I'm the only one who anything, it turns out, no, there's actually a whole bunch of people who think that way. Um, but, uh, I, I'm I mean, face face or not, the point's been made for third-party toys, even. People always make alternate faces and alternate heads. Uh, we also don't know the full gimmickry of this guy. Maybe there is a, a mask under there. I, I would also say, he's a pretender shell at the end of the day. There's, there's, there's actually a tiny little robot inside there, so of course this thing just looks like a spooky lacquer mask. But, I like a lot of the style on this guy and a lot of the working, moving engineering on their Devastator kit, I felt was pretty good uh, for the most part. The only part that felt weak was some of the the finicky sliding mechanisms on the Mixmaster cab. Um, So I'm excited to see how this turns out. Uh, TJ, primarily, where are you standing? Are you part of hashtag Scowl Club or are you not into this face? (laughs) Um, I'm not so much into the face. And Skull Club I, is, is elite. That's why we don't have a lot of members. We're
1: elite. I appreciate going for something new, but at the same time, that skull head on Bludgeon is just iconic to me.
0: This is kind of a skull.
1: It's kind of a skull, but it's also kind of a <laughs> shriveled up demon who's just really, really scowling a lot.
0: I mean, you're describing Bludgeon to me now. Oh, <laughs> Uh, there's also been some... There have been some really good um, digibashes of this into both Bludgeon and Banzai Uh specifically the Banzai redeco of Revenge of the Fallen Bludgeon. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm digging how this guy looks. Uh, he's, you know, he's taking inspiration from a toy, but he's changing enough of it that I feel like this isn't just a, a dressed-up, improved copy of an older figure. Um... And also, I'm I'm hoping those hands feel good because they look good. I don't think there's a release date on this at all, but um, hopefully they're sending info to TFCon so that more info will be found out two weeks from now. Um, that's our new picture pick section. Hope you liked it. I have a listener question for us from that guy. Uh, he says, hello again, everyone. Titan's Return Fortress Maximus has really gotten me excited about the idea of a Brave Maximus repaint, which I was hoping would be the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Alas, it seems like this isn't going to happen right away. That, however, got me thinking, and I realized none of the Titan's class figures released have had extensive repaints, new plastic colors. Uh, No Metro Titan, no G2 Devastator, no Brave Brave Max announced. This leads to two separate questions. One, would anyone on the show be willing or able to speculate as to why we haven't seen any heavy redecoed Titan figures? Any insights into how toy budgets work to explain this? So uh, is anyone here willing or able to speculate? Or are you not willing or able to take that risk?
2: Sure. They might come just, for you, Aaron. Yeah, well, this, was like,
0: this was like structured for you. you know, That's yeah, my question.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I, I When I read that, I'm like, why is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> the guy who's literally, I think, said insights into toy budgets at some point...
2: <laughs> um. I, I mean Aaron My, my guess why the big stuff hasn't been redecoed is because they'll put more effort into the larger ones to make them more unique because they figure that the odds of sale on it are lower you know once you start pushing that bar pretty high you're hitting a lot smaller market so Metro Titan is pretty much Metroplex. You do a couple of small tools, I'm not going to buy a second giant thing because he's black and purple-ish instead of all white. Yeah.
0: Uh, Metro Titan was blue and red.
2: Was it
1: Uh,
0: blue and
2: red? Yeah. It comes down to demand. (laughs) Oh, well. Regardless, you know, same with G2. I didn't even buy the first Devastator, and I buy a whole lot of crap, (laughs) and I didn't buy Devastator. Because he was just a little bit too big. The couple of times I saw him. The price price point was just no good. So. You know. Am I going to buy one that's yellow or orange. As a nostalgia kick. On a thing that I didn't have in the first place. Probably not. uh, Brave Max. Man that's a whole lot closer argument. For me personally. But it'd be the same thing. That's. Fortress Maximus, but in different colors. Why would I? Why would I drop another hundred fifty dollars? Because you love Brave Max, Aaron. Right, and and that's the thing that <laughs> I could, I I could maybe see it as a limited convention exclusive. Like if BotCon was still around, and may, maybe Hascon decided, or whatever. Yeah, they're... the Hascon thing. Maybe they'll do that in very low numbers because they still had the mold going. And again, this is where I think a Hascon could get away with it better of knowing like, okay, well we're doing a run of fortress Maximus right now. Once that run is done and fulfilled, have them do another thousand. And with these other colors and the plastic, that way there's no breakdown setup of the molds. You just, you know, shoot a, a, Dirty set or two in the molds to get any Other color plastic out of there Fire out and go Rather than conventions Frequently are going to be um, Having to be you know set up And everything again but mm-hmm. well, that, that, uh, would, that would be my speculation
0: TJ what's your take on uh, on this This notion are you willing or able to Speculate your take
2: Oh I I put
0: myself
1: at risk for this When I you know volunteered to be On the podcast
0: that's right we are shot at every day by opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, No, this is
1: a demand thing. I mean, of course, there's going to be people that want a Metro Titan. There's going to be people who want, fort- you know, Brave or Grand Maximus out of some of these. That's a really big toy with a lot of shelf space required to actually put it up for market. And a very big investment to produce that many more, even if it's just a repaint. Those are really big toys to repaint and have lying around. You know, you're going to have enough mm-hmm. demand to sell off a first run of the major version of that character. You know, Metroplex. You know, Fortress Maximus, kind of big deal characters. So that you can kind of get away with. You know, Grand Maximus, not quite as well known. You know, you mm-hmm. know, Metro Titan, not even close like of course the demand is there but it's to the point where it's probably not going to work out best if they try to suit that demand mm. cuz they generally have to produce a they generally have to sell a lot of these to make a make a profit off, on them you know it's it's a risk reward thing and they could risk you know the you know, they you know they could put that toward you know other figures or smaller redecos that have a much better chance of selling
0: well i I, i'm actually um coming from a very speculative point on this because to me all the hard logic all of the the you know the factoids we've learned um that explain a lot of repaints to me if you asked me about this like a year ago i would have said yeah we're gonna get um these fan-oriented repaints of these titan toys because they've gotta make use of those molds Uh, so obviously they're going to do a Brave Max, they're going to do a G2 Devastator, they're going to do a Metro Titan. That makes complete sense. The fact that none of those have happened, uh, and the fact that when any of these toys have shown up at San Diego, they are the the most minor of recolors, um, has me speculating that their sheer size and probably the sheer amount of steel molding that needs to be moved around to make an individual one of them means that, elaborate stuff like that is perhaps less feasible than a similarly priced and scaled combiner wars gift set in g2 colors uh i think the perhaps the combiner wars sets because of the blurb where it says you're actually getting six figures who can combine into one big figure that's more enticing than one big figure who also comes packaged in one bigger box um I think that and this again I am speculating hardcore now. I think that the size of their toolings and these uh the one figure per per buy factor of it advertising speaking wise, uh the larger packaging, like that's all gotta gotta be a part of it. Cause to be honest, I think it's kinda crazy that those three repaints have all not happened. Uh they they all felt very logical. G2 Devastator particularly has a precedent set by there being three other G2 Combiner Wars box sets out there. It's not a one to one precedent, but it's still a precedent. So uh-huh. there's got to be some reason why the Titan class guys, particularly, um, can't be as quickly and radically altered in plastic color. And this is, I mean, of course, we are ignoring, um, you know, the Japanese release because that's happening under its own um, management and its own uh, budget, etc. But uh yeah I I honestly I'm surprised that uh like the like that the San Diego Fort Max is just a halfway point between the Japanese and North American retail Fort Maxes kind of like how San Diego Devastator was this sort of chromed and sticker detail added halfway point between the American and Japanese Devastator retail releases um it I, I feel like there must be some factor of the tooling involved there must also be some factor of you don't want to make him unrecognizable to your average joe public who's at the convention and Uh it creates this scenario where you can't get that creative at a san diego it's probably too expensive to do for a botcon and it's hard enough to get the retailers to buy the regular version and and stock the regular version of the guy uh, as opposed to all right now that you've finally sold all those devastators we have a yellow one for you you know um, yeah, I think
1: this... has I think uh, Walmart learned that lesson around the ruination period.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh well I, I just think for for the Titan class releases it's got to be just the the sheer amount of money, effort and and shipping and everything involved with the fact that it's also you know devastator aside I guess one, one big figure you're getting. Again, another reason why I'm surprised a G2 devastator hasn't happened because he can have the blurb of here's a set of six figures um i think that's that i would just i'm highly assuming making an ass of you me and everyone here that any combiner set that can have the blurb that you're actually getting a bunch of figures in here that's got to be a bigger draw on a psychological level to the average market than this is just one big figure right um people like i i, I have always heard people like numbers but that's where i'll say for the eighth time I am speculating all of this response hardcore because I actually don't know. I think that would be an interesting question to ask Hasbro the next time one is able to. Of um, why do the Titan figures when they do get redecoed and, re- and, and et cetera? Why is it always more of a half step away rather than a Metro Titan, a G two, or a Brave Max? Because um, I would I would like to know myself. Uh, I feel like a, it's it's I feel like there's a real simple answer to it that I just don't know because I don't know how. The entire industry works. Um, The second question that guy has is, speaking of box sets that haven't happened, any box set ideas that you're very surprised haven't been done yet? Uh, That guy is surprised that this San Diego, the opportunity wasn't taken to transition from Combiner Wars to Titans Return with a Brave Max versus RID Ruination box set. Uh, He feels like a... uh, build as a pair of separate sets in a versus fashion. That would be a great transition between play patterns and not require any new tooling and celebrate RID's 15th anniversary. Uh, so what sort of con exclusive platinum or just box sets are you expecting that haven't happened? Uh, thanks PS. Now that I think about it, I'd replace Shockwave in the RID ruination box set with a legends, Optimus prime redeco to scourge, or maybe crash bash as a Megatron that can take over the emissary. Um, so I just want to quickly throw out an answer to, to his own idea. Um, if you meant a box set with Ruination and a Brave Max, that you know the answer to that is kind of the answer to why they haven't even done a Brave Max. Uh, as for celebrating Ridd's fifteenth anniversary, I hate to say it, it's because not enough people care. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: um, maybe the, maybe I, I would not be surprised if parts of Ridd are still under weird Saban versus Hasbro versus who knows.
0: Yeah, I
2: we feel can like, we can look at it. We can maybe nod at it occasionally, but like actually saying hey no i feel like the push
0: for rid would be in 2021 when it's 20 years old because that's a number that means something around the globe more
2: mm-hmm.
0: um even then like i wouldn't hold my breath unfortunately um you get a repaint of skybite that's about it yay yeah <laughs> yeah we already got our rid 15th anniversary figure. what are you complaining about uh we got him what two years ago <laughs> Uh, TJ, are there any, just, what's a box set that you thought would happen that hasn't happened? Uh,
1: considering it's the 20th anniversary, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a Beast Wars Platinum set. Like a cast set? Well, I look at the, I look at the, uh, the figures that we've gotten around. You've got a Rhinox that was pretty, like, it had some QC issues across the board. A lot of loose legs that I saw with that toy. Um. Yeah, you had a waspinator with QC issues because you had a hinge that kept breaking. Um, like I, I would see like an opportunity to produce a, yeah, just like a cast box of well, we've had, we've got a box of like five figures for the movie set. Yeah,
0: and a lot of three packs. I, I just realized that those three figures, waspinator, rhinox, and Rattrap, they like I just, I had just said it a while ago. They they all just got re released at Tokyo Toy Show. Yeah, like those three are the strongest three non-Masterpiece Beast Wars figures that it sounds like are going to basically stand as Masterpiece toys alongside the the ones they're doing for now, at least.
1: Yeah, but aside aside from them, like, you you think back, you know, I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to mention the Cheetor we got, but
0: I think there's a reason why that guy's getting the Masterpiece. Yeah, I think there's two reasons, actually, one of them being that old toy.
1: Uh, Well, repaint, but repaint remold potential is why it's getting one first and he's he's the bumblebee he's Bumble. he kind of is but like i think back to like the dinobot we got which was horribly miscolored because they wanted to make him look more evil because we didn't have enough decepticons in the line mm-hmm. like you know so so in my in my head like we got a plenty of these beast wars figures all of them have a little bit of room for improvement you can make rhinox more that kind of like chocolate brown he was in the show
0: Yeah, not everyone got a Henke Dinobot like I did.
1: Yeah, like, the demand on that toy is still (laughs) huge. If Hasbro had a box set, you know, you could mark that box set up all you wanted if it had
0: a show-accurate Dinobot in there. Oh, you know, you could just do it. Dinobot and Waspinator versus Rattrap and Rhinox. Two Maximals, two Predacons, and then anyone who actually watched the show knows it's actually just three characters who are all going to beat up on Waspinator. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you could technically do that. That would be a cool box. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the, maybe next year as a backdated uh, anniversary god. set. You just
1: you just put like you just put like rat trap rat trap waspinator and uh, dinobot in one set and just put Scott McNeil's face right there in the box.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then you know you put Rhinox in there and oh god, I I almost said the wrong name. Richard Newman,
1: That's his uh, voice actor.
0: Yeah, I want to say that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, just, just put him, put him on there as well um, <laughs> as his one character, and then put like, get get who was it? Who wrote them? Um, oh, I'm terrible at names now. Uh, the guy who did Ask Vector Prime. Ah, God, I, know that. I hung out with him before, and and <laughs> that now I keep thinking his name is Jim Sterling, and it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I really suck at. Names in general. Richard Newman is Rhinox's voice actor. All right. Uh (laughs) Let's solve this nonsense. (laughs) Uh, And uh, ask Jim Sorensen. Okay, they're both named Jim. All right. It's easy for me to screw that up. Get him to write a new Aspector Prime for the bio on the back of the box, and you get your full uh, Richard Newman content on that as well. Now that I've drawn that answer out with my ignorance for an extra like forty-five seconds of googling, uh, I think it's also a cool idea. Aaron, what's what's a box set that you'd like to see?
2: Oh man, I don't know. I'm no good with these questions. You don't have any.
0: You, you don't. You don't want to invent. You just want to react.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, well, okay, I'm. Ju- I'm just thinking about like. Don't you what have any dreams? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. Since they took them all. Who's they?
0: I can't talk about it have you ever seen any triangles tj <laughs> not lately that's right well aaron sees them a lot mm.
2: um well aaron just this, this he's gotta be like what's a character you love i'll build one for you no I, i'm just trying to think you know i guess i'm I my brain is getting into like box sets and trying to think of themes that we haven't gotten that I guess it's a, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Titan Masters is a thing, I'd say Headmasters because that for a long time was ignored.
0: Yeah, because they've answered that, and you're a, you're a
2: Computron guy, right? But you're Compu- getting that—that's coming. <laughs> yeah, getting two of that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe next year it'll be like, hey, maybe we should go back to eighty-four G one. What's all this Headmaster ninety-six stuff or eighty-six stuff? Ninety-six. Uh, Headmaster ninety-six would have been a real cool G two yeah. era. Beast Wars Headmasters. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Those would have been, like, meaty. Oh, see, like, a the whole mu- spinal cord yeah. comes out. Well, the,
2: well, the yeah. mutant heads
0: actually turn into mutants. Dude, what if they did mutant head headmasters? Oh, my God. Okay, i now be super into that.
1: Yeah, now Beast Wars has to do Beast Wars headmasters.
0: <laughs> I mean, we, we've we all seen it, right? The fact there's a gator and a bat. There's an Optimus head and a Megatron Titan master yeah. head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's putting three and three together into this real obvious box set that, you know, might happen. Um... I feel like that's going to be the, the real fun thing to suss out because it sounds like the, the faceplates on the Titan Masters are pretty easy to swap. And I know for a fact that some folks are already designing new faceplates for, like... Uh, it was a Trent Troop uh, on Twitter posted he's done up faceplates for the Rescue Bots and for Psykill and Crasher from GoBots to just do them as Titan Masters. Uh, I think there's some, there's some there's a space there to play in, a very silly space that could be kind of fun. Um... I don't know, Aaron. I, I want to build you a box set. Just tell me a character you like. Um, I
2: don't know. Prowl's been a classic one.
0: All right. Uh, what if we do Legends of, of Prowl, where you get Prowl, but he, instead of being a car, it's like, you know, when he's an APC. So we'll do like a change Roadbuster into Prowl, and then we'll throw in a Combiner Wars Prowl, painted up like Prowl
2: 2 from Ridd. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> platinum. There you go. It's a Platinum oh, box oh, set. Oh, Platinum. Well, that makes it. Yeah. That. There we go.
0: Um, speaking for myself, and Platinum kind of did this, um, I've always wanted a bigger than the Platinum set, Junkion set of... I mean, the Platinum set is ostensibly just the Junkion toys, uh, plus a, a hot rod. I've always wanted to see a big Bokkon-style box set of a whole bunch of motorcycle Transformers done up as Junkions, along with a couple redecos with new heads of the, the Reveal the Shield Junkion Um, and now I would love to see a set that also has two grooves done up as Junkions so that they and Combiner Wars Rekgar can be the safety vest support team for Defensor. Uh, so that's my box set thing, is more Junkions and better than the Platinum one that we got, because it's too expensive! Uh, Junkions. That's what I want. I, I, I am actually legitimately surprised that in BotCon's 11 years, a junkie on set, the the closest we ever had were were the shattered glass junkie on three pack. Um, they,
1: they never did junkies. They never did deluxe. Like they never did uh, deluxe class reflector. Like you know, and that yeah. was when that that was when. Well, we I've got harped on it too many times when they when they had the perceptor mold
0: lined up to do that anyway. Yeah, I mean at least we got that head with Magnificus, uh, the E hobby Magnificus. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah I but, was I was wondering how that would look in person. Like Yeah, but there was a lot of obvious stuff that never happened. Yeah. Less obvious things happened that apparently sold really well. Like the Rainmaker set apparently sold really well. Well, Seekers. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the day is is uh when we finally get the new definitive seeker mold. Is that's going to be the next couple box sets that I expect we'll see. Um I'm really surprised that they're not leaning into that with the Combiner Wars Seeker that they they have ready to go. Um, Like, they have a Conehead and a Seeker done up. I got them with Grand Galvatron.
1: They're they're holding out for Titan's return, Starscream. He has a little (laughs) bumblebee that turns into his head. That would be
0: morbid, but I like it. Let's do that. Um, So thanks, that guy, for your questions. Um, I would like to go straight into what we got this week, because... Uh, I have stuff you guys already talked about. (laughs) But then Aaron has more interesting new things to talk about. So I want to talk about the the thing that's old that I got. I got Victorion! Last week, I believe, I talked about getting G2 Bruticus. I actually don't remember anymore. But I think I did. Um, I got Victorion now. And uh, I took some photos on Instagram and Twitter and etc. And I really like Victorion a lot. Uh, Mine feels pretty solid. Uh... I ended up with uh, paint chips on mostly just the the Nightbird character. Um, Dust okay. up. Uh, yeah. She's got nipple paint chips uh, on the chest plate, and those that seems like a place where that would happen. Um, I will say, like that paint looks gorgeous in person. Those colors even look good in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to describe that green because it's not minty. Even my photos it's, it's made like it... a
2: sand green. Yeah, yeah I think that's. I think that's uh, the color that. That's close in Lego. What they call that is like it's, a sand green. It's like 50s refrigerator green.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll, I'll send my Instagram link. You just scroll down. And I took like seven photos of her, and I think that they're biggest here. Uh, but like her green in these photos, this is like daylight lit mostly. It's still, I had to say on Twitter, I was like, she doesn't look that minty, but the green does look that strong. It's like, it's like a, a sort of bland green, but it has an extremely strong, bold base to it. So it, mm-hmm. it it doesn't look thin at all. It looks really thick and, and meaty. Um, the the colors do look much better in person. Um, I also found a lot of use out of the ankle and toe joints in the new in the new combiner feet. I love the fact the hands can store in them, and I feel that it's entirely by design that then those two pods they look perfect as a backpack on Pyromagna. Uh, I I really like how the set turned out. Like Pyra Magna's head sculpt is incredible. Um, I think it's the best new head sculpt of all the new head sculpts on on this set. Uh, Really, the only ones I found kind of weak were on the two cars on Jumpstream and Dust Up. Their heads ended up looking a little bit squished uh, compared to the rest. But, like, the twins look pretty good. Pyromagna's new head looks amazing. Victorion's head looks incredible in photos. It actually looks better in photos to me. Like, the the effect around her eyes comes out more in in photos. I Um, see
2: you also put the motorcycle on upside down. That's the way that it goes on. Not by the instructions, man. The instructions are wrong.
1: Like, that's yeah. the, the way it fits. Yeah. Yeah. You learn anything from the Lego movie?
2: Oh, I,
0: I know. I'm just... <laughs> Sorry, Lord Business. I didn't know I had
2: to... That No, that's just one where I'm surprised that they didn't just keep it, like, with the way that it plugs in better and flip that Autobot logo. Yeah. Because who has that tiny motorcycle and tiny motorcycle mode ever?
0: I mean, I do sometimes, but it's cuz I have every version of it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh by the way, uh, you mentioned in the symbols. Uh you guys if you haven't seen it, check out the Repro Labels set they did for Combiner Wars Rekgar It's kind of amazing. <laughs> uh I need to pick it up. It's like every sticker you, like it, it they added flames and stuff to him. He looks incredible. Um I want to get that set. Uh, But yeah, Victorion, I really like how Victorion turned out. I think that um, the best way to describe the set as someone who likes it, nothing about this is going to change your mind if you've been on the fence this whole time anyway. I don't think there's nothing like her colors look better in person. They are still those colors. She's still a Combiner Wars toy. She's not she's got new hands and feet. But at the end of the day, she is a Combiner Wars toy in those colors. Uh, If you don't like the colors and if you don't like Combiner Wars toys, nothing is going to change your opinion. Uh, beyond those ankle joints are cool. Uh, or maybe that that sword is cool. The sword's pretty cool. But as, a, as somebody who likes Combiner Wars, this feels like an incredibly strong, like, conclusion to the line. You know, even though I know, you know, we're moving on, we're getting Computron uh, coming up. Victorion feels like, a, like kind of a crown jewel on Combiner Wars. Um, just amidst all the retooling, all all the joints on her and G2 Bruticus feel stronger than on the original retail releases of any of these toys, to me. Um, same thing with G2 uh, Superion. Like, G2 Bruticus, though, and Victorion, I don't feel like I need to break out floor polish on them. And that's, that's a real big change of status quo, considering how every retail carded Combiner Wars toy, I opened and immediately said, alright, time to get the floor polish out, to tighten all this up. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't understand how the molds reverse degraded, but that's what happened on these toys. Uh, they had to ripen. Yeah, it's like the molds ripened and got tighter, you know? Like, G2 Bruticus feels way more solid than retail Bruticus, right down to Shockwave fitting better. Like, retail Shockwave, I find, it tends to be kind of loose when Bruticus is holding him in the Vortex arm, and he's kind of loose when you plug him into the back. G2 Shockwave and G2 Bruticus, like, shockwave plugs into the back super solid. Vortex can hold him without him dangling around in the fist peg hole. Like, it just feels better. Um, and Victorion, I, I, th- I think, feels great. Maybe I got lucky. Like, you know, I don't have uh, paint chips in as noticeable places, except you know for the fact that they are totally nipple paint chips, which is kind of goofy looking. And I will say, this paint is real thick. It gives it a premium look. But when it chips, oh, it chips. Like, Aaron, mm-hmm. you can test that. Like, when yeah. when this paint chips, it's not like a little fleck of paint. It's like a divot. Like, there's, a, you can see the layer
2: almost that's, that's yeah, missing. It's, it seems like it's a thick, like, kind of like an acrylic paint. Not like most times I think that they paint stuff. It's a, like a thinner, like an airbrushed on paint. But this seems like somebody took a brush, like a thickness of paint to it.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, that means when it chips, it, it's much more noticeable. And I think given the nature of the chips on mine, I think a majority of the chips come from the paint just not getting enough time to cure. Yeah. Um, before they went to packaging. And that's the biggest shame, because it, when you see like, you know, if you have one who has paint chips, look at the unchipped parts like they look so gorgeous. It's like, man, I would have like I wish I could have gotten them to wait, you know, <laughs> and maybe slip a piece of plastic in there for shipping. Like, I'm sure I'm sure mm-hmm. the shipping process didn't help very much. Um, but I think Victorian is fantastic, and I'm also super stoked now that it's kind of confirmed that they're at least considering one for United, uh, for Unite Warriors, um, who will entirely not be these characters. Which means I have double the reason to pick it up. Maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe that's actually terrible, considering that it's making me buy more and more Combiners gift sets. But you know, we'll see. I got a Victorian, and she feels good. Um, so I'm all happy now. I'm, also, I'm all caught up on my gift sets. Um, again, prolonging Aaron's more interesting haul than probably anything else that we've got, because TJ, I know yours are in the mail. Did you, TJ, did you get any extra Transformers this week? Uh, I, I refuse to postpone it any longer, so no. No, I didn't. All right. Yeah, they're, they're all, do you even know where they are, don't you? Like, on the tracking, were you the one who knows where they are, or am I thinking of someone else?
1: No, mine are sitting in the warehouse
0: at BBTS waiting to ship out. Oh, okay, okay. So technically, I know where they are. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because you 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 can look up where the warehouse is. I'm thinking of someone else on Twitter who's like, Miner's sitting in Nashville right now. (laughs) It's like, man, that's kind of suck. Like, I know that sucks, especially when I know Miner, like if I order something and it's in Mississauga over the weekend, and I'm like, can I just go over there? I can take a bus over. Just get it. Um, Aaron, let's get to the meat of yours. What Transformers did you get this
2: week? So I got the first wave of Titans Return Deluxes, Blur, Hardhead, Scourge, and Skull Smasher. Those have shown up in this last
0: week, and man, a lot of people got them, and they are putting a hype on me that I don't want, but I got a hype on me.
2: Yeah, so here comes more hype. God damn it. Uh, No, I had an in-town friend send me messages saying like, Hey, these are at Toys R Us. Do you want them? And it was kind of hard to say no, so I got him um do you want me to go from worst impressions to best vice versa how do how do you how do you want this laid out let's start with best let's let's get off on a positive note best it's too, it's too easy best to start starts move. with b so does blur I've been
0: hearing that blur is the superstar and I'm super happy I got a pre-order on the Japanese one now
2: blur mm-hmm. is the superstar in my opinion hot of damn. this wave um Maybe not, like, yeah. He's if all of the other headmasters turn out like Blur, we're in for a hell of a ride. Man, that sounds
0: good, and it and um, Blur is going to be highbrow, I believe. Yeah, I I think. Oh no, no, he's going to be brainstorm.
2: Yes. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll say the one thing I'm not terribly fond of with Blur is the way that his cockpit sits. Hmm. That out of the way, everything else is pretty
0: good. How does he look in person? Because in photos he always... Like, we talked about this when he first
2: was revealed. He looked very monotone. He is monotone. um, And there's a couple of places where he has, like, slightly darker blue paint apps than what his blue is. Yeah. And I wish that they had gone for a deeper blue color.
0: So like clearly to, there isn't a
2: paint app there to, that to step it off. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's clear that there is a paint app there, but it's like a mid blue to a mid dark blue. Yes. Yeah, so you wish you could have, you know, so snuck in like, and, and tweak the Pantone down. Right. It'd be like uh, I'm getting a, a, a light for myself so I can really say, yeah, it's like a mid blue to a mid dark blue. And it just it needs like another couple steps more down. But no, the the plastic has just the the faintest of metallic sheen in it, Ooh. which looks good. Um, it's really nice. Uh, the 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 uh, light teal colors for his shield is pretty cool. Um, the way that he transforms, the nose piece can stay attached to end up on his back. hmm And, and just stay out of the way through the transformation of it down into the the core uh like or back behind his back to make like a kind of cape thing if you want uh it slides off of pegs that come out of the backpack hinge to easily pin on the side of his arms to be a shield
0: i'm such a fan of any blur that lets you have the shield but doesn't make you take it off
2: yeah uh and then the the other thing that I really dig is the fact that the shield can then be used as like a headmaster sled. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've seen the, oh. the photos of it, the blue thing that's like in the middle of the nose, yeah, that pops out to be like a, a foot, like kind of looks like a landing skid piece. Yeah. Yeah. And then you take his, his weapon, you plug it on that and then you take his headmaster, Hyper, hyper, fire hyper Yes. Fire. And you put him in a sit- sitting position and all of the headmaster heads have like a tab behind their feet. Mm-hmm. That in most of these things that are, hey, where a headmaster is going to sit, will have a hole that fits it well. So now you have this like headmaster sled thing. So
0: I'm realizing I saw a photo where someone basically built that into a sidecar.
2: Yeah, you could do that, too. He's got the pegs that sit well for that. Yeah. Well. And really, his his car mode looks a little bit odd without the nose cone on there. But suitably, I, I mean, it looks like it could still be a thing. It it sounds like I don't want to jump the gun here, but like my friend
0: Tyler Bloom posted some photos and he he sent one to me basically going like you need to get some of these toys. He just took he took like um, blur and hardhead just mixed and matched all their accessories and pieces together and then you know put blur's head on hardhead's body put a bunch of the blur accessories on hardhead and just built this super robot and was like you got to play with these and it looks really goofy and fun
2: yeah it's everything is still all the weapons are still 5mm compatible ports so it's it's it all works pretty well like that
0: yeah like you can just sort of frankenstein a whole lot of pieces together and and make an autobot
2: x or an autobot mm-hmm. y i guess but, so yeah, it's he, blur has joints that are just. How I, w- I was trying to think before the podcast, the best way to say it was a step below being just too stiff. So are they are they detented? Because I mean, I heard clicks. They're not detented. No, those are clicks of tabs. Oh, okay, going together. So I was his, like, is that his hip? Because it doesn't look it, like no, it would so do that. No, so his <laughs> arms. Are, there's like a a swivel joint that goes down his side? Yeah. So his sh- where his shoulders are, you flip his arms one eighty, so his, his arms are pointing up, and then you untab his shoulder joint piece that's on a flap to have it slide down to where his legs are. So that was the those were the joints that you were hearing hit. Okay. But everything goes together really well. Tabs together really well. Uh. I, like I said, I wish his cockpit was a little bit taller because he ends up with an odd gap between where the back of the car is or like the what would be like the like the hatchback roof line yeah. comes down. But that's about my only quibble with how the car mode looks.
0: And uh, I, I've been hearing good things about the articulation. I heard things about wrist swivels and everyone.
2: Does it, does it all feel nice, too? It all does. That's what I was saying was his all of his joints are tight enough that they're going to stay where you put them and give you a little bit of resistance to movement. Mm-hmm. So they're not easily, they're not like blown over in the wind, poseable. So, you know, sometimes joints are, they're not bad and they'll stay where you want them to go but you don't have to put effort to it like you yeah. you kind of have to think where you end up where at least on my copy of blur all of his joints seem like they're just golden would you there, say there's just there i mean this is this is a rotate this is a mushroom peg here ooh so there's just that stiffness there so that once you've set the leg kind of how you want it it's going to stay like that would you say that he has Pretty good hand feel, so for my debt the way I think of hand feel, no ah, he doesn't have heft, but that's okay because he's blur, yeah, he's supposed to be light fast um, i'm I'm still really pleased now, Aaron that you
0: have your own version of hand feel when yeah. I say the phrase, yeah,
2: yeah that's I all I you. that's all I wanted. I hate you, Chris <laughs> um. Also, something that uh, a a point of contention that I would have, or, or or an issue, I'd say that I would have, is so hyperfire has when he becomes blur's head, blur's like helmet, the the thing sticking thing off his thing head. up the top of it expands out, but there's not there's not even like a click,
0: oh, a soft just sort of there. to
2: hold it in place. So it's just its own friction, but if you like jostle it a little bit, it'll want to settle down in some. I kind of wish that ah, there was just just a tiny little detent in it. Yeah, I know what you in mean. In order that, to keep it in place, that will probably annoy me. Um, I, I hate it when a thing that that
0: extends like that doesn't have a soft click.
2: Yeah, because I've, sat, just, like, I've sat there and pulled pull on it, it like man, just 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 like just a little.
0: Yeah, where's little that ludge? little? Come where's on. that little nub noise? Where's the? Uh
2: so yeah blur i've i've enjoyed posing he's got so the other thing that is really neat about the the titans return toys and the titan masters is they have little tiny posts where are potentially good standing posing points and the the titan masters have holes in their feet like gi joe but like little tiny 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 things yeah and makes for very neat posing. One of the first photos that I did of Blur was of his Titan Master, like, holding open the canopy like he was getting ready to hop in.
0: That looks so fun. Like, all the yeah. working cockpits and the the spots for the, for the little dudes to stand on vehicles outside of the cockpits.
2: Yeah. Like, for, for Blur, it very, very much is. Um, he is... Far and above, my favorite out of the four of them. And uh, I think I caught from your Twitter that the, your second place one was the other Autobot. Yes, the other Autobot, Hardhead. If Blur is an A plus, Hardhead is a solid B. Um, the he's very, if you know what G one Hardhead looks like, it's pretty much that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> very close. I actually have Hardhead body somewhere. I might be able to go and stand them like. Side by side for an idea, um, he's got kind of simian proportions. I think is what my tweet was. Yes, his his hands come down to his knees, and very bulky forearms, uh, especially in comparison to his legs, because they're both made out of the same like width of of tank tread. Since he's like most tanks, in an H tank. Um, but very he's he definitely has the. Bulky feel. He would have the better hand feel of Aaron's definition of hand feel, as I threw up in my mouth a little bit saying that. Don't worry, um, you get used to it. So I think I like his cockpit better, maybe, than Blur's, because at least it seems more like, okay, this is a cockpit and it kind of goes away for robot mode, mm-hmm. whereas Blur's, you're just looking at an empty chest. As kind of the up and down. Yeah. Uh, One thing that I really dig on Hardhead is the fact that his over-the-shoulder cannon, the way that has a piece that's on like a double hinge that slides out of the way and tabs back in on the back of it in order to make a seat for a Titan Master. So the Titan Master can drive his gun.
0: It feels like they've entirely accounted for anyone who sits there going, what am I going to do with these little Titan Master guys, aside from their dumb vehicles? It's like, okay, here's like cockpits on every gun.
2: Have fun. (laughs) Well, this one especially, this is a cockpit where Scourge and Skull Smasher, um, Skull Cruncher, their add-on weapons things have... Um, you know, Skull Smasher's tailpiece is kind of like Blur's nose cone piece and <laughs> that you can put the gun in there and you can put a Titan Master in there and it looks like it might be its own weird, like, okay, it's cool if he's on a sled hill. Titan Master's like, type, what am I driving? <laughs> right. Uh, Scourge's is just a gun very much like the Power Master Optimus Prime's yeah. guns look to be that are homaging the... OG Power Master Optimus Prime's guns. This is like a seat with a barrel. Yeah. A seat with two barrels. Thank you. Sorry. Maybe 3 if you put the other gun in the middle of it. Dang it. Um but so uh back to Hardhead. Again, he's very posable his hips. I need to to tighten up just a little bit, but his his knees, shoulders, and uh, elbow everything has maybe a little bit looser than blurs maybe just as perfectly loose as it needs to be i um, i know that line
0: wide uh, or, or yeah line wide that's not the case from a thing i saw about skull smasher but it's it's yeah, good well, to hear
2: that you have good examples we'll happening. we'll get will get there yeah um so you know again he poses very well his headmaster so the the hard heads neck joint connector area i think is a little bit looser um than any of the other instances because i can sit here he like nods his head very easily and as i sit there and look at it it isn't the ball joint that's moving oh it's the actual base but the, the the where the there's like a slot connector uh, it's the, the picture I show, I sent to you on Twitter before we started yeah. recording. I, I mean, that the, piece there has just a little bit of wiggle to it, which unfortunately, since there's so much throw and then such a small thing that plugs into it, he's doing like from Titan Master foot to Titan Master backpack hitting on the flat plane that is the top of that very yeah. easily.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the pictures helped a lot, but they also they, they don't communicate the tactile sensation of how the mechanism works, right. but like in general, aside from, you know, obviously the, the exception we're going to talk about, like does, does that connection, like the line wide gimmick of that yeah. connection and then the ball socket neck joint that comes as a result. Like, does that feel like it's going to work for the most it, part? It works very well. Okay. Um, that's good. They
2: altered, they all like rotate their head very well. Um, between the two of them, it's pretty easy to make decent looking up. If you want to like, depending on which one you're, you've got, you can like, move the feet and legs back a little bit more to get some more angle up so that you're pushing the back of that block away a little bit. Okay. Um, But it, no, it, it comes off very well. Um, I mean, that's which, the same Which question. is especially good since it's going to be one of the line-wide gimmick things. It would really kind of suck if that connector was bunk.
0: Well, that, that's, that's why I was so curious, because this was literally like, this was the question until Combiner Wars came out, is, like, does the new Combiner Wars combiner peg actually work? Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, this whole thing's going to collapse. So uh, that was my main thing I wanted to know about these guys, is, like, okay, the new Headmaster Connection, it's got to work better than that Brainstorm.
2: Right. So does it work? Which, and- that's the, the one place with hard and there's just that little bit of wiggle in the neck that I could see somebody not liking. Yeah. I'm not terribly fond of it either, but there's enough... Um, tension i guess in that ball joint that as long as you're not sitting there wiggling it to make him nod forward and back yeah in this case it's not it's not really going to notice
0: like it sounds like when the mechanism isn't working it's not the mechanism it's the given figure's mounting point
2: yeah yeah okay because okay, that so, that sounds
0: fixable too. Like with hardhead, if it's the mounting point, just having enough. Yeah, I jiggle. could see
2: maybe if you could find a way to shim a piece of paper or something. And yeah. that's the big thing that it's going to take somebody taking these apart to get eyes on like how that actually works. But I think this one is sealed up with the the hinge pins that are on the front and the back. It looks like the chunk that holds that piece together is all pinned together. Mm, so to to fix hard head that looks like that would potentially be serious surgery. If my pin pusher can do it then it's easy. If it can't it's then I give up. Two pins that <laughs> run the full width of the chest. I mean if they're all the way on the through front and one on the rack. Yeah, if, they're all the way through. I can see
0: I can see metal on both ends. Th- that's easier to get out then cuz if they if they aren't all the way through then I'm stuck. I
2: don't know what to do. Fire. Yeah, or just slice the plastic open. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's good. He's got, like, four of the points for his Titan Master to stand on, two on the forward treads and two on the rear treads. He's a tank, you know. So it's a tank, yeah, it makes sense. You're going to have more dudes riding into combat on him. That is going to look so cool. Like, yeah, once you have more of them. That's like, now I'm like, I with those two especially, just like, man, I just want... Just the just the Titan masters, just the 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 legends. Just get me more heads so I can have dudes scrambling on this or riding in a gun while rolling into war. Yeah, you're in luck. They're selling a ton of them. I know, but not yet. (laughs) <laughs> I can't They're not go at to my store yet <laughs> I, I, hit, I hit Target, I hit three Walmarts I hit Toys R Us, nothing Nothing's made me happier
0: than the knowledge That like obviously they can just make A Titan Master by himself Cause like, yeah. you know, it's just the potential's rife I mean, the even the easiest one The Japanese exclusive headmasters Who didn't turn into animals mm-hmm. Like you could just run the faceplates For those guys I wouldn't notice, but I'm sure other people would If the bodies were reused that were just the right colors um, but I mean, it sounds like, you know, the Titan masters are even all like, there's a bunch of
2: individual bodies amongst them. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely not like combiners wars where there's really just like three body types. And then it was what was hanging outside of that. Oh, I mean, I mean, for just the headmaster guys, like little guys, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they have, they have individual
0: tooling on their tiny robot modes. So there's, there's variants in there. Even So it's, it's kind of like there, there could be some super fun potential. It sounds like, um, And I'm also glad Hardhead is in your top two because he was one of my favorite looking wave one guys going in. Yeah. Because he's a big old tank. And what's more fun than that? I don't know. Two Two, big old tanks. Two big old tanks. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. Then um, let's get into the one that I didn't think was actually going to be above another one. But it seems like for everybody he is. Scourge. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: Scourge starts to... Scourge is... Acceptable. Um, Part of my issue is... Whereas the Autobots have the joints that are good and tight... And feel good on everything... Scourge has got a whole lot of this needs work. His wrists are super loose. And they're just slightly pegged in there. Mm. So they, they're just like peg in, peg out. Wrists, there's nothing dr- driving it. So that means that he loses... He has no, like, wrist twist to it. He just has elbow and bicep. And now I can't even get his fist to go back on. Um, there it goes. But it's just super loose. And after the other two having exceptional pose on that, it's then like, man, you, you lost it there. Um, and continuing, like, man, it's Scourge. And he... There's a part of me that's like, he transforms almost like the G1 toy does. And then there's the other part of me that's like, man, he transforms almost just like the G1 toy does. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He has a neat trick where uh, the one part that is different is so you, like, pull this whole core of, like, his legs and hips down out through his body.
0: Yeah, I've seen the photo of... uh... Because someone at one of those meets in Hong Kong, I believe, uh, did that with highbrow, which is like the
2: proof that they're the same core figure. Right. And that
0: part, that part looks really neat.
2: It is. But it's just then kind of. I mean, it it, it is a neat, different way in order to do it. But it seems like it also then kills because it has no waist joint. Oh, bummer. All because all the guts of that are, you know, elsewhere. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, I was but, also
0: going to ask. So, I mean, Blur and Scourge in photos had the same thing going on. Of we're both very blue. Uh, does Scourge have that metallic flake at least? Scourge, well? here,
2: let me get uh, a light. That was what I was grunting at for Blur. To Scourge, maybe has just a touch of it in there, in his plastic. Okay, but Blur seemed to have more. Scourge looks very dull in robot mode. Yeah. But I, I do have to say, as the the wow factor is the amount of of the prints on Scourge in order to match like his old decals. Yeah, like the chest one. The chest one, the ones on his shins look both of those look very good. Nice. Uh really, really harken back. I'm. I
0: am very tempted to pick up two scourges to be the sweeps for Japanese scourge. I'm not gonna lie. I could. I if if that's your thing, I can see that. Because they. I mean, the dullness is there. I'm sure repper labels is gonna get all over that. But mm-hmm. it, like the the inherent sort of duller look, I think totally works as like the beta or like B level copies of scourge. I tend to imagine the sweeps to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh. He his neck joint has the same or his connector. Has the same issue as Highbrow does, hardheads or hardhead? Yeah. Um. So I I'm kind of trending towards that may just be an unfortunate side effect of the line of having an easy connector for that. So does it feel like just so I get this clear in my head? This
0: is how I'm, this is how I'm taking it. It feels like the connector is there, but it's got like a little bit of jiggle.
2: Yeah, it has a little bit of jiggle. Uh, I'm trying to like look at it. From the front, I think it's a ca- a little bit of a case of where it's not squeezing hard enough on the head, yeah, and it has like a little bit of jiggle on the connector itself, and then a little bit of not entirely grabbing the head leads the two of those to having a bit more play to it. Okay, that it- makes it. It seems like this is a five degree and this is a five degree. And you put the, those two together, and you get ten degrees yeah, of, of movement out of it.
0: Because that that does very much sound like um, similar to like the issue with Skylink's hips, Commander Wars Skylink's hips. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 it feels like a tension thing, then totally like plast- like put sticking some folded paper in there
2: could completely fix it up. Right. Um, I'm sure someone will try that. But but yeah yeah. So like Scourge's wrist is loose enough. If I ha- have him try and hold the large blaster gangsta style, he just drops his wrist. Oh um so that's definitely going to be something where maybe that's what i'll do with my day tomorrow of nothing else to do is just partial disassemblies and get out the floor polish
0: get some q-tips too they're great Mm, for i've got
2: i've got q-tips and i i clean out
0: my ears like a human being get some q-tip brand cotton swabs yes and uh those are especially for wait 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 do you use store brand I only get Q-tip brand cuz I don't okay. I they're the only ones I see when I go yeah. to, to Shoppers. I don't care really,
2: but store I, brand ones scare me. It's like, I don't know, it might be cotton, it might be paper towel, it could well, be I mean, rat's hair, who knows. I
0: mean, it doesn't it doesn't really as long as you're not leaving it in your ear, you know? Like you just you, you get it in there quickly. Yeah, and I mean, someone's going to say this. Technically, you're not really supposed to stick those in your ears as much as they used to say you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, sure they're not. So you know, don't don't jam it all the way down the canal because you might hurt yourself. But anyway, what was I saying? Q-tips. If you have like a pinned hinge joint or something, mm-hmm. or or a just a uh, you know those those fully plastic kind of divoted uh, hinge joints, I found a Q-tip. You just you you soak it up with some floor polish and just use it to paint it on, and it'll like flow into the joint. Okay. It's it's a lovely way to get that stuff into joints without worrying about dripping or trying to use a t you know, some weird dipping scenario of disassembly. Right. Like a, like a combiner war's deluxe's knee joint, like those kind of mm-hmm. hi- hinges. Um I just paint with a q tip on the back of the hinge and work it a bunch and a lot of the floor polish like goes right in.
2: Okay. But I can definitely see in Scourge the you know, the bones to be a repaint because the only thing that keeps his knees from bending forward is the plate piece you throw across the front that Mm -hmm. has the tampo on it that in his robot or in his alt mode just hangs out underneath it so it would be easy enough to have either a hollow back leg or a cut further down piece that sits there rotate that leg 90 degrees or not spin his hips as you put him in however you want to do that to then have a big toe because he has the type of foot that's the the heel folds up into the toe and then it folds to point yeah like to turn into a stick basically yeah so i can definitely see the the future like maybe not entirely what all of the repaints could be but it seems like it's set up with enough generic or easily genericized parts to do that yeah um unfortunately his Headcrest Dealey Bopper has uh, a similar issue as Blur's. It has a touch of catch that I'm not sure if it's intentional or not, with Blur's being entirely loose. I don't know why one would get it and the other one doesn't.
0: That just um, sounds like I want to flood it with floor polish once or twice. And just yeah, make the whole thing tight.
2: Yeah, that could <laughs> that could well do it too. And his cockpit is on the back with a really tall riser on top of it in order to put the weird space cannon dot thing Mm -hmm. and that it's something that doesn't look i mean it's how the toy was in g1 it's kind of what i think of the, the like the soap bar of doom looking and for his alt mode looks okay but for whatever reason this weird thing standing out in the middle of his back to me just doesn't feel right did
0: you see? Uh, but it's
2: totally a, a thing where I understand my own cognitive dissonance in it. Did you see Yuki's Twitter post about how you can actually stick the head on there if you want? No.
0: Apparently, I and I don't think anyone did a full translation that I saw, but I ran the tweet afterwards as well. It might not have been Yuki; it might have been Hasui. Now that I'm thinking about it, apparently, just a couple factors led to, to that post being able to
2: receive a Titan Master head. Well, yeah, it's a five millimeter port that's deep enough; it'll hold the Titan Master heads fit just inside of that space. Yes, yeah. so, so you can stick Scourge's head yeah. on there if you want to have the
0: just, really stupid looking, <laughs> yeah, the G one reference that everyone pretends is okay to make. Uh, but yeah, apparently, apparently that's doable on on Scourge. Um, and uh, so, okay, tell me the Skull
2: Smasher story. Oh, man. So Skull Smasher, when I opened him up, I was unable to get his head off uh, without using – well, without using excessive force and then pliers to get the well, – I keep forgetting – Grax's head out of Skullcruncher's neck hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, hey, maybe it was just jammed in there sideways from being shipped. And for whatever reason it doesn't like it that seems odd that that would be uh not a thing that would get caught in like the play lab testing that i'm sure that they do with these toys but okay and then i transformed them did everything messed around with them um super loose hip super loose knee super loose thigh swivel just doesn't pose for crap because of all of that all this other stuff i go to transform and back to robot and go to put it in there again and Damn if it isn't stuck again and bust out the pliers again. Turns out, whereas all of the other Titan Masters, when you put their heads on their bodies, you have the small head facing back to make the big head face forward. Mm-hmm. On Skull Smasher, Skull Cruncher guy, you face the small face, you like rotate his head around 180 degrees. To face the same direction for both faces. And then it will plug on and off easily. That's super weird. So, just before the podcast, I thought, hey, we'll do some science up in this piece. Mm -hmm. And I took Hardhead's headmaster, because the name uh, Furios. Furios. I took him and tried to put him in place as the standard method, wondering if it was the Grax head or not. And it turns out that, hey, that screws it up too. So then another one got the pliers treatment. So be very careful with your skull smasher and putting heads upon it. So it's the skull smasher um, body that's the problem. I think it's the skull smasher neck port that might be just... And it's the problem when you have things that are this small mm-hmm. is that if you're out of tolerance just a little bit, it causes more problems. Yeah, And I think this is a case of... Those tolerances are just a little bit too tight on everything. And since it's a tiny ball joint and not a whole lot of of gripping space in comparison to like what you've got head, you're easily able to generate enough torque to pop that head off and leave the, the head and ball joint of the neck in the body to then have to go to pliers to get enough reach on it to... Knock it loose.
0: And the photos you sent me on Twitter, it, like, it looks like potentially the problem is that the squeezy clip part in it, the Skull Cruncher's it, body might not have
2: enough outward room to open up when you pull on it. Yeah. That's, Possibly. That's what I'm not sure about that I would want because it seems like maybe I could, if I could get all of that apart, I could maybe, like, trim back the edges if they're supposed to be just some, like, natural plastic spring to it. Yeah. And maybe those are just too tight and the stuff behind it to keep it from being springing out too far is just a mill or two too thick. Then maybe just filing it just the tiniest bit is enough. I don't know. I know that there have been plenty of other people on the um, feedback thread that have talked about having similar issues. Of uh, not just the, the head joint issue, but like the it's the, the super loose wobble hips where it's like, oh, it seems like it's holding. And then you touch the arm and the leg moves. Yeah, because that jostle is enough to knock it free. Um, but hopefully
0: hopefully the, the fandom think tank starts delving into yeah. those since they're the new main line. Like, you know, the think tank has done that for Combiner Wars toys before. Right. Um, everyone starts boshing their toys open and. You figure out stuff like how to fix um, the, you know, the the lack of grip on one of Hotspot's legs. Or you figure out what's up with G2 Bruticus and Victorion and why Pyromagna and G2 Onslaught can't
2: quite clip their knees together. Right. Um, but some, I, I, I won't talk entire smash or uh, trash about Skull Smasher. Um, he does have a few neat things. His crocodile head is mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's, there's, it's like four parts. With the outside plastics, and then there's like the soft plastic on the inside that is his like teeth and tongue. Oof. On both sides. Uh there are the cuts up the side of the top so that his lower teeth sit across it. Uh a like a jacketed ball joint kind of so that he when he looks left or right as an alligator or up or down. Or I, I think I can keep going back and forth as a crocodilian. Uh, that there's plenty of space there that it's still covered that covers that area
0: it looks like a, a way more posability in his crocodile mode than anyone would say he needs
2: yes in a good way like, um,
0: it, it, like the fact he can look around in that mode
2: yeah he also has again with the great you know there's three colors of tampo on like the decal replacements that go down the side of the body uh, that are completely unexpected. Um, the the one an, another thing that's kind of a disappointment is so his rear uh, amphib- or alt mode legs that sit on the side of his robot legs. It seems like there was intent to do something else with it because there is a different plastic piece that has a screw and everything that hold it together that holds the ball joint to the side of the leg that his one-piece molded legs attach to. Mm. So it seems like I wonder if there was intent to have some sort of method for that to fold in. Because it's all empty space. Like if that could like slide and pivot around, you could fold that leg entirely inside of his robot leg. I don't know if you've seen a picture of the back of his leg or not. But I'm trying to visualize a little bit, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of photos get my phone out and send it to you so you can see it
0: <laughs> Aaron, but, tell me things.
2: Yeah. It's if it wasn't for the fact that his hips were stupid, loose, his thigh swivel, stupid, loose, kind of both of his like lower knee joint is stupid, loose. And the head issue skull smasher would be like for the way that he feels as a toy would be a whole lot higher up the list than dead last as like a D effort because it sounds like he's a good
0: design that just is suffering from the way that he's been built in mass production yes yeah that's a shame I mean that that also lends hope to the Japanese release uh, since that uh, lately they they tend to come out built a little bit more solid uh, when they're coming out under, under the legends line like these guys are. But, you know, we'll see uh, when those come out in, like, what,
2: August? <laughs> um, that Picture to... headed your way for the back of the knees now that it finally sent. Or the uh, back of the legs. Ah! Oh,
0: okay, I see what you mean.
2: But, yeah, that, so that green line, that is a separate plastic piece that is just there for the, like, hip of the back leg. Weird. But yeah, there's he's one that needs some love if I ever want to pose him in something other than a almost at attention posed or as a crocodilian. Well, now you have your project for tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So then like his his tail, the his rifle has the normal handle. And then on top of it, it has another one that is at a slight angle so that when you take it and you peg it in the hole on the tail, it makes it so that the when the tail stands on the ridges, it makes the gun barrel horizontal. Oh, cool! So there is a ton of design that has gone into these toys that make them super exciting to me. And like I said, I think it's you know the fact that the tolerances were were not so good on this Skull Smasher or Skull Cruncher that almost, like, makes it more disappointing. Yeah, because like you know there's you, something good you, you in there. You see what it could have been if it was just like, man, that that was the one that they had to get out under their bell. You know, that was, like, you know, our timetable got pushed back uh, two weeks, and I don't know, that's close enough. Just get it out there. We'll do stuff in Wave 2. Maybe we can get back to this later. It's You see that it got the same levels of pass that everything else did, and between, like what may well just be manufacturing issues for the most part just kind of makes it sad. Uh, the other thing I've seen a lot of people talk about that I don't think has bothered me so much is like, he's got a, like a vinyl plastic, uh, cockpit door. Um, whereas everybody else has had either has had a clear plastic cockpit. You know, he just, he's an animal. Why would an animal have a cockpit? Here's just this flap that you toss the dude inside of.
0: Yeah, I'm curious because uh, the Japanese one in all the photo- photographs looks like it has a clear plastic cockpit with green paint on the roof. So I want to I want to know if that actually carries through now and if that if that changes anything significant. Um, well, it sounds like on the whole, like you know, we've got our our miss in the, the form of Skull mm-hmm. Smasher. It's a shame he's the miss. I would I would have been happier for like a scourge to be the miss uh, as far as build quality, but we're also just starting to get them out there. Maybe there are some, some more Solid Skull Smashers out in the wild. Um, yeah,
2: it seems like from the the feedback thread, not everybody had issues. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a one in three type thing or, or what the deal is. But then the same people that have had issues have had the same ones that I've talked about. So,
0: yeah, like it, it, was, it was similar with Brainstorm. Like, you know, there were there you every now and then. Um, before the you know more of them came out that were solid, you'd get a solid brainstorm here and there, where everything just sort of played right with the way it was built.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you know, hopefully that's something. If, if if Skullsmasher comes up in a wave revision, hopefully you know things will be f- fixed up, right, some, or, somehow. or
2: whatever his eventual. If they do the. The, the weird Optimus. Optimus thing that everybody <laughs> the, the, thinks they're going to do.
0: I love that we are as a fandom taking that as granted now. Just like yeah. that we are just like, Oh, Skull Smasher, they're gonna make him an Optimus. Like no one even thinks it's weird. We're just like, Oh yeah, that's that's the that's the easy Skull Smasher repaint. Well, it's yeah, it's also the easy uh, mind wipe reuse. Well I, I mean, use. yeah, this that's for yeah, the Beast Wars set. Oh yeah. But like for the one off for the you know, the one shot read redeco I just love that no one even pauses anymore. It's just like, no, here, I've, I've photoshopped uh, Skull Smasher into Optimus Prime colors with an Optimus headmaster. There, there's already
2: been a couple of people that have done it as a full-on custom. Mm. Yeah.
0: And it, and, it's, and no one really blinks now. Like, after the Fans Project 1 had this moment of, like, oh, my God, they're really doing it. Now we're just like, yeah, that's what you do with Skull Cruncher. You make him in, 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 into yeah. Optimus. It's well, given.
1: it helps when the line has, like, optional Optimus heads all over the place, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's why Function X did it with with theirs as well, because it's not like you have to design a new head, really. Yeah, you just get the face plated one <laughs> and stick it on. Um, TJ here in this report, knowing you've got these on the way, are you uh, are you ready? Are you are you ready to give us a, a follow up report? I am so scared now because Skullcruncher was the one I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, I was bummed when I saw the sheer number of people having problems with them on Twitter because. I found him the most exciting of the wave because he's the least likely one to even... Him and Weirdwolf are, are... And Mindwipe, really. The Decepticon Headmasters are weird. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I was hoping they would turn out solid, too. And it, this doesn't mean the other two won't, but it's a shame that the most interesting one suffers the most in this wave.
1: Yeah, I've seen um, people give reviews that were fairly solid takes on the toys, so I'm, I, I, I am holding hope. Mm-hmm.
0: We got to get you some floor polish that's what we got to do
2: apparently so <laughs> yeah um, just I'm just gonna fill a small container with it and just drop the toy in it kind of roll it around a little yeah. bit and pull it back out yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, you know that does coat the, some people do that to coat chrome and to to coat uh, silver paint now
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I've tried it on a, on a chrome piece and it, it actually turned out pretty okay. Uh, you just have to brush it on thin or some people actually have watered it because it's acrylic stuff. Some people have watered it down and applied floor polish with an airbrush as, hmm. a, as a gloss coat. Um, interesting stuff. Uh, I also want to throw a little update on my end. So I mentioned off off mic. I'll say it here because this is actually still going on. ToysRUs.ca put up the first wave of Titans return for pre-order, uh, saying that it will ship on estimated shipping date of August 16. Um, three of the toys, Legends Wheelie and then the two Voyagers, Sentinel Prime and Galvatron, are up... With the thirty percent off sale that ended a couple weeks ago applied to them, so Wheelie is eight Canadian dollars, and the two Voyager guys are twenty Canadian dollars apiece. So I threw in pre-orders because whatever. They hopefully they'll honor it or just cancel my pre-order. Um, if they want to charge more, they're gonna have to ask me, and then I'll be like, "Yo, cancel it, suckers." The rest of this listing, though, kind of bu- it was a sobering moment um, because you know who else is $19.99 Canadian? All the Deluxes. Gosh. Uh, the luxes are retailing at Toys R Us for twenty bucks Canadian. I thought it was so. My fear was thirty. So technically, this is a happier ending than I expected. And I've seen pictures from from y'all in the states of racks where these guys are showing up for like seventeen U S. seventeen U S. to twenty Canadian. Like here, let's just do it. Seventeen U S D to C A D. That turns into twenty two Canadian. So exchange rate wise, and pre- pretending taxes are all even, it's it's logical price. But uh, it is that moment we're all going to have to accept when you know we Canadians go to the pegs. And uh, rewind is thirteen bucks Canadian. Uh, the leader toys are sixty bucks Canadian. Guess how much Canadian dollars uh, Toys R Us wants for Fortress Maximus?
2: I don't even want to venture I guess. Let's do the the conversion. Two two
0: hundred. One is he's one fifty in the states, 150. right? One fifty. So uh, 150 to, somewhere in there. So that according to Google, that turns into about one hundred ninety four Canadian dollars. Uh, so bearing in mind this is going to have tax on top of it, Toys R Us wants $230 for Fortress Maximus, plus tax, which will make him easily 250 some Uh, that's that's a shame. (laughs) That will also go on sale very fast, so I will just wait if I even do Domestic Fort Max. I don't even know if I'm going to... I mean, I probably will end up doing it. But, uh, yeah, that's the Canadian update on the side of things. Um, with Toys R Us anyway. They might all be cheaper at Walmart. Um... I think that's our Transformers section. Thank you, Aaron, for the report. Uh, and I hope that your floor polish day goes well tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, going into off-topic, I have easy things. But, TJ, do you have any easy off-topic things? Um. Yeah. Strangely enough, I think it synergizes
1: with some of yours. Really? Really. Okay. So, uh, I saw the, uh, the, the buying spree you've been going on on Twitter lately.
0: Yes, that's this I, I got two Instagram links ready to go mm-hmm. for when I talk about this stuff,
1: so uh the iron Yeti over on Twitter found something at the goodwill i uh, I think he works at I think that's how the story went mm-hmm. that uh really like hit my childhood like like a wrecking ball, so this is one of those things that i I was thrilled to have the chance to get again, which was the Gobot command center
0: oh uh-huh. uh cool. I went so I had a, a, just a little offshoot story. So I, I spent a little bit last week going like, "Where's my command center?" Then I realized, "Oh right, one of the very first times I sold something because it was just too busted up." And I realized there's no point keeping it. Was my old command center? I, I sold it at a garage sale when I was in grade school because it was a piece of junk. The one I had, <laughs> uh, it was garbage uh, quality. So I actually, I, I've handled one for years and then got rid of it, and I forgot briefly I would gotten rid of it. So I, how's the one that you've got? Is it? Uh, like, it looks like it, I, I, I want to say, I remember you tweeting a picture of some of the stickers inside, so that's already better than mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, the um, stickers inside survived. They look okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is rather loose. Of course, I think my childhood one was loose, too. It's not a toy that handles well over time.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got that thing when you pick it up, like the legs just kind of... Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he he really wants to be in that at-at mode. Poor guy.
0: <laughs> that The face on that thing is horrifying, yeah. by the way, if you've never looked at it. <laughs> Like, the fact that, oh, this is also just a giant, tortured GoBot. <laughs> and GoBots are supposed to be... They are organic brains or whatever in cyborg bodies. Yeah. So, that's a that's a guy that got put into that.
1: <laughs> See, knowing that fact made a bunch of this weird. Like, I forgot there was a cafeteria. So, there's yeah. just two GoBots there in, like, aprons just scooping out food.
0: Yep. And then there's the... Uh, the interrogation room?
1: It's not the no no. It's not an interrogation room. It's an enemy reprogramming room.
2: Yeah, they got that's a bot, Even worse,
1: they got a bot locked to the chair with his big mind control helmet on. I'm like, this is an organic brain. This is
0: brainwashing. There's some screwed up stuff in Gobots if you peel back half a layer. Like Pincher was made from. They ca- They they basically the Renegades hit a Gobot in the back of the head. Dragged him on a spaceship, and then their Nazi scientist, Dr. Goh, ran him through a tube, and he came out the other end as Pincher, who could no longer really form full words very well. And it's like, what did you just do to that <laughs> poor guy? <laughs> but at least that's the bad guy.
1: Right? Y- yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking the good guys with this forced indoctrination stuff.
0: I've always felt there was, like, before animated touch on that stuff, before the Transformers comics did, when it comes to robot civil wars, I always felt like there was something deeply sinister to the Guardians on an undertone level. Like, there's something wrong that the cartoon never showed.
2: They're Guardians the same way that there's, like, the Transportation Safety Administration.
0: Yeah, you know, like, what, if the Renegades are the Renegades, and then Star Wars, the heroes are the Rebels, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why are the renegades necessarily all aside from the fact that they seem to be collectively stupid? Why are they necessarily just evil while the guardians are good? Like what? Are the, and why does Leader One call himself Leader One? Like that's pretty haughty, you know. <laughs> uh, do, so on the on your command center, do, do the electronics still work or have you tested it? Uh, I have not tested those yet. That's like a D battery, isn't it? Like the the brick ones. Yeah, I think uh i don't know actually Cause i want I distinct i think i recall it being one of those you know the 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 brick batteries where it's like two prongs on the top that you clip a receiver onto oh a nine volt
2: That that's a nine volt yeah d Why battery is big a big
0: cylinder duh yeah nine volt battery. I, ever since i was a kid i mixed those up but yeah nine i, I want to say that the command center wanted a nine volt yeah the command center wants a nine volt now i remember i did open it up to see what it took can you still get nine volts oh yeah yeah okay they always connected in such a weird way. I always kind of wonder if, like, did they just go away? <laughs> um, that's really cool. Uh, is there anything like aside from the looseness? Is there anything like legit busted on it, or is it? Oh, it's missing a whole bunch. Like, but is like, does the elevator? There's an elevator, right? Uh,
1: there's an elevator. Uh, the platform... it, it... the platform's on, it's gone, but the elevator still works. Okay, so there's at least that going for it. Um, it was pre- it's pretty bare. For all things considered. So I need to wait for, like, the right eBay listing of, sc- of scrap parts to come up.
0: Yeah. But, like, there's nothing straight up snapped off.
1: No, there's no there. straight up breaks or anything.
0: That's pretty good. Like, I've, I've not done much digging of late. But it seems like with GoBots, if you find something where nothing's, li- like, literally snapped off, you should probably pick it up just in case you <laughs> find one later that looks nicer. But you need to put the snapped off part on it. Um... That's cool. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna go for the command center and and thruster like the two bases, but it's tempting. Like if the command center had a way, I don't know how this would work. If it had a way to lock the figures in when you turn it into a shuttle, like so it could actually be like a figure carrying case. That would be really cool.
1: If only the whole line had little pegs on their and little holes on their feet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had this. G- I have the GI Joe truck back at home, where it's basically just a big truck with a roof, and it's full of seats with little foot pegs at the bases. I forgot the real name of it. It's the best figure case. Um, anything else off topic on your end? You want to talk about?
1: Um, he crammed it full of like blind box stuff too, which is not terribly interesting. Crammed it full of, like WWE stuff. So I know I know what their uh, knockoff Legos feel like now. What do they feel like? They feel like sadness.
0: Okay, oh. they always
1: like they... O- OG uh Mega Bloks or worse. Uh, I never never handled many Mega Bloks. But, but do,
0: do they do they feel like squishy or do they feel it's, it's not
1: squishy. It's just there's a cheap feel to them. Like yeah. these were two of the these are like two little like their version of like creons or mini figs. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a uh, I had a I had a John Cena who was like like really loose in a lot of his joints and then a Brock Lesnar who's like super tight in all his joints so it's inconsistent in that nice way. Do they have the same like base bucks with just different heads? Uh, pretty much yeah they're uh, different heads they're painted up.
0: On what know? planet is Brock Lesnar the same physique as John Cena?
1: The weird thing is John Cena's figure has uh, actually has a hat that goes onto him so when you stand <laughs> side by side Brock is actually a little smaller. That's just <laughs> messed up! That's really messed up. No, the messed up part is that the hat plugs off of John Cena's head, and you realize his skull ends just above the eyebrow. Oh, good. That was a very <laughs> pleasant experience.
0: That hat has his brain in it. All right, makes sense. Um, those stack down. That's what those were called. Yeah, yeah. I al- I almost picked up one of those many times because I just wanted like their Undertaker or something, but they, yeah, they. They, as a licensed product, they look just cheap enough that I don't really want to cross that line.
1: They are uh special. And I think my Walmart still has a bunch for clearance they can't get rid of.
0: Oh, yeah. Crins Toys R Us. They've been on clearance for like a million years, which is my word for the last couple months. But it feels like a million years. Keep seeing them there. That big figure set with the, like, they, they made a... a Fat figure just for I think Bray Wyatt, <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he just he looks like a different figure <laughs> from a different line. Um, cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, or should I go into the uh, other side of the GoBots?
1: no no, especially. Go on.
0: All right, I will send you guys my pictures. So I was in Victoria, Cherry Bomb Toys is a local Victoria toy uh toy store, toy museum, and toy show runner. Um, so I went in there, and they had they had a sale on for Canada Day, and they had just gotten in a Gobot collection from someone who donated, basically an entire collection of Gobots to their museum and to their store. And so all the really good stuff they set aside for a museum exhibit, and then everything else they were selling in the store. So I dug, th- I went through a whole bunch of their loose Gobots, and some of these guys, the best ones actually still had their cards too. Sometimes the cards were like cut in half for some reason because the guy had like just wanted to keep the bios or something. But anyone who came with their card was also in really decent physical condition. Um, And then they had a Puzzler, uh, who, you know, classically, Puzzler is a loose toy when you find him loose at conventions. This one was decent feeling. The only problem was his blue leg robot, uh, Zigzag, uh, had a broken, like a snapped ankle, uh, which looking on eBay seems to be a common break on Zigzag. Uh, I was able to fix it somewhat. I tried to pin it together, and it sort of is holding. But even when the glue comes apart, the rod I pinned in there still holds the foot together a lot better than it was when I first got them. Um, And then some of these guys were just like kind of busted up. Some of them I got even though I already had these GoBots because the thing I found with GoBots is I feel I'm I'm finding them way more satisfying as vintage toys than Transformers. I think it's for two reasons. Number one, they're all small. So, getting them doesn't feel as frightening as, say, getting a bunch of diaclone era transformers because you gotta handle them all as like individual pieces. These guys are so small you can you can even if you bubble wrap them, they don't take up much space. Um, the other thing is gobots are so small they're also simple to pull apart. So if you get a busted up Gobot, it feels to me like I know people do this with transformers. It feels more controllable and feasible. To just buy GoBots en masse and rip them apart and take all the good pieces to add on to your, you know, your master GoBot that you want to make your nice one that you keep. Uh, So, for instance, that's my third cycle, but it's the first one I've gotten that actually has his engine block and the engine block still has most of its chrome on it. Uh, That Crasher, I had a Crasher since I was a kid, but I I actually didn't know Crasher had stickers because mine, the stickers never went on or they all ripped off. I don't know which happened, but that Crasher I got actually has stickers. Um, that spoons, uh, is the same orange European version that I have, except he actually has the little seat flap on his chest, which is like paper thin and falls off really easily. So, uh, and that heat seeker, my heat seeker has broken pegs, no stickers. One of his feet has literally no Chrome on it. That heat seeker has all his stickers and all his Chrome. Uh, So there's a bit of, like, replacing and a little bit of just upgrading. Uh, And also, because of their sale and because we were working together on some stuff, I got a really good deal on these. So two days later, when I went to film something at Cherry Bomb, uh, I picked up some more GoBots, uh, which is uh, the second link, uh, which I haven't sent to you guys. So I'm going to send it to you. And uh, this second batch of GoBots was me basically buying all the rest of their loose
2: GoBots. um, Barring... They, They knew that you were on the hook? Yep.
0: I walked back in. I was like, I think I'm gonna get all your Gobots. And so we pulled them all out. Uh, some of their also the, I got uh, Psycho. Um, they had a couple Psychos, and I realized both their Psychos look better than mine. Uh, one of them had like real scratched up paint on the back, whereas the one here in this photo, kind of like the only problem with this one is one of the two clips that holds his head canopy on is broken. So all I gotta do is eventually find a Psycho with a complete head canopy, and I can swap that onto this one. Uh, that's also the Psychoroid, uh, which was a, it's, it's the car from, what's this called? Space Cobra or something? Some anime show. It's a really weird cross promotion that happened many, many, many decades ago. Um, I also picked up like that Sparky in the front. My, my original childhood is in really good condition. This one was just in even better condition. So I figured, why not? My Pathfinder was missing her headpiece. They had a Pathfinder loose f- for super cheap. Grab that. Rescue and Turbo; those are both missing a tire and an entire wheel on Rescue. But the base bodies are better than my childhood ones, so I'm going to do some surgery. That's the story behind most of these purchases. Uh, then that Psychill in the back is not sealed. He's actually on a retaped bubble, but the Psychill inside that package is in really nice condition. He just has some chrome flaking on the shoulders. So I figure that'll be, like, my base super nice sci-kill. Uh And then I have three other sidekills all in various states of disrepair. I like sidekill, so I figure, what's the, why not? I'm going to get one that's on a busted-up card. If I want to film sidekill, that's the one I'll film. And then if I want to play with sidekill, I'll play with the one I put together from my other two. Um, I got a lot of GoBots. I still want to get uh, a new ZigZag for Puzzler eventually. And I'd like to handle... Someday, I'd like to get a sealed Puzzler to see what the baseline for Puzzler is as far as like what actually is able to be tight and what just isn't tight on him. Because there are parts of him that are loose that feel like they have never been tight and that it's just a design flaw of Puzzler. But uh, Puzzler is amazing! Like If you ever get the chance to get a Puzzler who isn't a floppy mess, from the waist down at least, like the arms, I don't think it's possible... To have a puzzler whose arms are universally tight everywhere, especially in those joints made from the the robot the small robot legs. The puzzler design is really well realized, and it's everything that when I was a kid that I thought Raiden and Devastator would be before I actually got a Raiden or a Devastator. I never had a Raiden, but you know he's he's a cousin to Devastator. I thought they were gonna be these amazing self-contained things, and they super aren't. Puzzler is a fully contained combiner, and the only real weakness is that that white car hood sticking off of his pelvis doesn't fold down, so he basically has a gigantic erection. That aside, I'd almost say he's a better set of toys than Devastator. Um, uh, really well worth it uh, if you can pick one up for a good price. So yeah, I've gone a little Gobots crazy. I took I dug out all my childhood Gobots. Uh. And basically, all of the small, normal GoBots, none of the big ones or the vehicles, I I bundled them all up in my luggage, and I think that's my vintage thing now. I feel extremely excited to go hunting for GoBots at TFCon and at other conventions. I find hunting for, for G1 Transformers more frustrating than fun, but with GoBots, because they're smaller and they're simpler and their engineering, I think, is more across the board, a little bit more interesting from figure to figure. I feel like it's a more fun vintage toy pursuit because it's just, if I see lose Gobots and I recognize there's a part on it, that's nicer than mine. I can just pick it up. Usually lose go bots are super cheap. Uh, I just feel excited about, about pursuing a Gobots machine robo collection. So that happened to me last week. Um, TJ, you got the command center. You, uh-huh. you want to take, you want to take it farther? You want to go, want to go the distance with me here? <laughs>
1: Uh, I grabbed a few vintage Gobots at a con uh, a few years back. They didn't really hold an appeal to me, but that's probably because I didn't hold a lot of connection to them.
0: There's, Man. A, there's a few I would love to get. Like the t- you got to play with some of them at least. Yeah. like some of uh-huh. these transformation schemes are incredible for the time. Yeah, well, and th- that's the th- number of the number of Gobots with ball socket joints who were designed in '84, like I didn't know there were ball socket <laughs> joints. I
1: told you on Twitter, like I always thought, Heatseeker had really cool engineering for his time and his
0: size. Oh, he does, and uh, actually, one that that one of my best childhood ones, where I still got the one at Cherry Bomb because I was getting everything. Uh, if you can ever get Flip Top, uh, he's a blue helicopter. Mm-hmm. He is a legitimately good transforming helicopter robot with ball socket jointed uh, shoulders and outward leg movement. Mm. Who was designed in '84. He is a fantastic little toy. Um, anyone out there has wants to get like a Gobot, get a complete flip top, and you got a real good little toy. Um, tell you what, if
1: I can, if I can dig up a Chaos, because I had Chaos as a kid.
0: Oh, is that one of the two vehicle into one robot guys? Yeah, yeah. I messed with one of those at a daycare. I distinctly remember when I was like seven. It wasn't a daycare; it was like a after school camp at the YMCA. Yeah. Uh, I never knew that was a GoBot. I always thought it was, and then I, I went looking up. Uh, there's three of them like Chaos, uh, and I think Chaos is the best one. I, I got to track one of those down. They sound, I remember the one I messed with being real fun.
1: Yeah, I really liked Chaos as a kid. Like, that, that felt like Duocon done right.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't remember the name of their subbrand, but yeah, Chaos, and like, there's also like an Eagle robot on a missile truck or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one I messed with when I when I was little um but of the little gobots like like flip top is, inc- is is really good uh N- night ranger he doesn't look great in photos but when you transform him it's kind of- inc- incredible um bent wing is one of my childhood ones he, he he actually survived pretty well physically he just has like almost no paint left on him but his transformation is amazing uh they're just really cool little tactile hand puzzles that are like they're they're almost like the, the prototype of what I would say is like good hand feel of like here's a little hefty pocket sized vehicle. It transforms in a way that isn't as predictable as you might feel. Like some of them are super predictable, like Stinger. Even Stinger has a neat trick with his feet. But a lot of them pull just like they have one trick where you're like, I didn't think that someone would have done this back in the early 80s. And and then they're done. And it's like, all right. Um, so, and a lot of them have like outward hip motion. Uh, designed just for the robot mode, which I find really surprising. Um, whereas, you know, like 80s robots, often it's like the hips, the legs are just sort of stock still. Yeah. Like up and down. A lot of these little go-bots, and I'm saying stuff people are probably are like, yeah, idiot, it's been like that for 30 years. A lot of them have like an a, an outward hip joint meant for their hips, or for their legs to be in, in an A stance in robot mode. But as a small toy from the early 80s. And like, to me, that's kind of incredible. Um... So we're going to see at TFCon if I can continue my GoBot journey, or if I'm going to be like, oh wait, these aren't all on sale from a dealer I know personally. I don't actually want to spend this money. (laughs) Like, we'll find out what happens. But uh, that's my GoBot story. I don't think I had anything else really interesting to talk about other than GoBots. Um, I went to a neat improv uh, intensive, literally the hours before my flight home, at Paper Street Theater, the local Victoria improv group, uh, which is run by the guy who I took my first classes from way, way back. Uh, And it was neat. They had two improvisers from Amsterdam who happened to be coming through the area and were friends of the guy running the place. So they did an all-day intensive, which I found very interesting. Uh, And then I immediately went and packed and then had a red-eye flight and then passed out when I got home. Because that's what you do. Um, Also, I bought an egg salad sandwich in in Victoria, meaning to eat it on the flight. It's now in my fridge in Toronto because I forgot to eat it. So I'm going to have that after we're done here and we're done here, I think. So, thank you two for joining me. Thanks Aaron, thanks TJ. That being you too. Um, we'll be back with more Transformer stuff. Be sure to check out our convention podcast with uh, TFCon and TF Expo. And if you're coming out to TFCon, you will see me there for sure. Uh in the meantime, take care. Bye. What the f- that, that. That. Add all that up, I don't know what the f- it means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.